The Buck Index Podcast is brought to you by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team at Waterstone Mortgage, NMLS number 214602. Give Michael a call today at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Let me tell you a little bit about Michael Bowen. Being that I have been in real estate since I left terrestrial radio, this is the guy that I go to when I want to make sure that things are done properly. One of the most important things that you can do as a person buying a home is make sure you hire the right lender. You have to hire the right lender. It makes a huge difference. Just because your friend's uncle's sister is a mortgage broker doesn't mean you have to use her. And I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. These guys have cutting edge technology. They have a variety of lending solutions, consistent and transparent, communi- uh, transparent communication. I mean, they take care of their clients for sure. And Michael Bowen is legitimately, in my opinion, one of the best mortgage brokers in the state of New Mexico. If you're thinking of buying a home, you're thinking of refining a home, give Michael Bowen a call today, 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602, Michael Bowen and Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pure Life, Pure Life Cannabis Company, six locations in New Mexico. Let me tell you the difference between Pure Life and all of the rest of the dispensaries. Pure Life has the best medicine hands down in the entire state. They built a multi-million dollar production facility. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, they have concentrates, edibles, tinctures. They have, shoot man, they have hats and t-shirts too if you just want to support your local, your local dispensary. You got to go over and check those guys out. Six locations around the state. They have one in Las Cruces. They have one in TRC, one in Farmington, and three here in Albuquerque. Just a quick rundown of what's on the menu today. They've got the banana split hybrid, 21% THC, 11 bucks a gram. That's right. Chem 91, cotton candy, glue stick, Hell's Gorilla, you name it. These guys have the largest selection of strains in the state of New Mexico. If you're a medical card holder and you need a place to go to get your medicine, check them out, Pure Life. Check them out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you so you can get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Unleash Sports Nutrition. Unleash Sports Nutrition is at the corner of Southern and Unser and Rio Rancho. Jen and Corey over there are the people that are helping myself and Dex stay fit and get unfat because I'm kind of a heavy dude. But uh, what they've done is they've basically created a nutrition plan for me. They have these nutrition plans on sale right now. They have the best protein powders that you can get your hands on. I'm telling you, this Intech Evolution protein powder is probably some of the best stuff I've had ever. It doesn't make you feel bloated. You're not going to be stinky. You don't have to worry about that. Plus, they have the best, in my opinion, the best post-workout stuff. They've got the Intech post-workout stuff as well. So you got to go over and check those guys out. Make sure to tell them the Buck and Dex sent you in because they will give you a Buck and Dex podcast deal. And they have another location coming that's going to be opening up soon over in the Windrock Town Center. Go check them out. Unleash Sports Nutrition, the corner of Southern and Unser. Tell them Buck and Dex sent you. Back by popular demand. Come on. <laughs> You've been waiting for the world famous Buck and Dex show. Here we go. Are we ready? Three, 
two, one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay, good. Count three, three, two. Wait, Ricky, one. are you good? Uh, did you tell him that we already started the show when he was late? No, I didn't tell him. <laughs> we kind of already started because we valued each other's time. Cool. So we, he was on time. Sorry. Yeah. This is the second podcast I've done with you guys where we waited to get started for, for this guy. Yeah. Sorry. So three, two. Dude, you don't have to count down. We already started. So we already started the Trying podcast. Trying to get some of that Rogan. Yeah. You're going to have to go back and actually Charm. listen to see what was said about you while you weren't here. Hey, you know what? That's fine. I'm used to people talking to me on my back. It's cool. <laughs> Welcome, okay. everybody, to the Buck and Dex podcast. My name is Buck. We've got our friend Ricky in here with us today. What's up? Hello, Ricky. Oh, Dex. That's, Welcome. That's Dex oh, over hi. there. Gosh. Welcome to the show. Why do I feel like I'm in high school? You guys are so immature. What are you talking about? We're immature. <laughs> you know, I'm only thinking it's high school. I was like five minutes up, late. Yeah, till class. You're I'm five class. minutes late. Like Give high me a break. school. Yeah, you we know? have things to do, man. Well, you know, I got things to do too. Yeah, like, what? What do you have to do? Today? I, had, I had to put a dog in a cage that wouldn't uh, get in the cage, and then plus I had to say bye to my roommates. It was a lot going on. It's a big on. day. I don't know if we First world time. problems. <laughs> it's a huge day. First yeah. world problem. Did you pull a hammy saying goodbye to your roommates? No, I'm fine. I'm good. Have you tried to wrestle the dog yet? Oh my gosh! I know. I, when I was there the other night with you, I asked her if I could wrestle the dog, and she. Did. All right. So hold on. Hold bite on. You. Hold on. So let's go back and talk about your living situation, because go ahead. From what I understand, you were living in a camper. Yes. Down in the ghetto. Yes. Yes. And I heard it was down by the river, but down by the well, whatever. Down yeah, by basically, the basically ghetto river, same thing. Um, and now, since we did our episode of Pure Life. You have a new place that you're living. Darren is now my father. <laughs> um, Kathy is my sister. I'm I'm wondering how. Can't you call her Mama Kathy or something? Yeah, like it's that? weird. I think I, she, I'm probably she older you to than call her. your mom. I'm probably older than her. So no, you're um, not. She's not 29. No, she's not 29. But my, here's the thing, man. I feel like you're going to lose some sponsors for the show. You think so? Because yeah. every time, because I mean, you just take it to the next level. The first, you have a sponsor. Then you, then you wind up taking the sponsor's cars. And then you wind <laughs> up moving into the sponsor's house. Oh, Wait, yeah. You know second. what? Did I not just bring a check from my our father, sponsor? Darren White? Or from our sponsor? I did. I said, Dad. Don't sour our sponsor. Dad, don't you have a check for me? And he said, yes, son. And he pulled out his checkbook and he wrote, how here, much do you here, want? Here's the and thing. I said, whatever you owe, buddy. Coming from another guy who sells sponsors for a living, like there's a well and it has water in it. And when you draw out of it, it dries up eventually. It's not an endless well. So you're saying I should go back to the camper? No, I'm not saying you should go back to the camper. I'm just saying, you know, just calculate that risk that eventually you're going to be, you know, the sponsorship is going to dry up because, you know, you might not have shut the toilet seat or you might not have cleaned up after yourself. You make or- sure you do your share over there. You oh, need to go above and beyond. The only time I've actually been over there is when I'm house sitting for the dog, so... Other than that, I mean, they're at the camper or somewhere else. So. Yeah, we're going to need you to get an outfit for when you're working there. Yeah. Just to show that you're, like, giving back. <laughs> so, like, an actual, like, outfit. Like we a male-made outfit. We need a tuxedo sponsorship so Dex can be... Dude, you could be their butler. Ooh, I could be their butler. That's what I mean, dude. Step like it up. That. Like, okay. just get dressed up when you go there. Okay. Show that you're giving to All them. Right. Carry them up around even if you have no intention of using it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to offer that up and see if they'll uh, say, you know, I feel a little weird about this. How about I be your butler? You know what? I, I I could handle that job. I could do it. But then you have to learn to talk like a butler. Go ahead and give it a shot. 
Uh, yes, Kathy. Uh, would you like some more lobster butter? With, I knew he was going. With your, <laughs> I knew he was going straight to the I lobster. I knew he was going to lobster butter. Yeah, is is Darren is Darren gonna want some lobster butter later? I'll put some in the fridge for you. Yes. No, you heat up lobster butter. You don't put it in the fridge. Well, whatever that's they the, want. Yeah, but you're it's whatever it. they want. Okay, it's not about your needs. See now, now you're talking. Now you're doing a good job, bro. Now yeah, you're in your keep, bro. I can do it. I'll respect. be the butler. So uh, coming up for you on the show this morning, or this morning, I guess it's muscle memory, right? Radio, I said this morning. Whenever you're listening, coming up on the show today, we have Tyler Johnston from Letterkenny. Yes. And he plays Stuart, who is one of the skids on Letterkenny. He's the main skid. And I'm super excited to talk to this guy. Have you seen Letterkenny yet? I have not. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> you I'm need not... to watch it. What is it on? I don't know. I it's don't on know. Hulu. I'm trying to... Okay. Ricky's got... Uh... He doesn't have weird taste. He just has different taste. So I wonder if he'd like it or not. You know what? Take your nightly medicine Mm -hmm. and sit down and watch an episode of Letterkenny. Do you like comedies usually? Are you a comedy guy? Um, no. See, I'm kind of. Here's here's what I I am. The first thing I have to start with is time. I have to find that thing. So if you guys know where that's at, let me know. It's on Hulu. No, no. I I need time. I don't have time to watch. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, time's gonna free up here pretty soon. I think we're a few weeks out. Um, from the UFC coming here a little bit less. So I've, I have three guys on that. So now is like finishing up after parties, you know, medical stuff. So well, where are the after parties at? Uh, so we just finished it. Actually, we're doing all three guys at cake nightclub downtown. So a buddy of mine, Gerald, uh, is thanks one. for doing it at my bar. Well, first of all, dude, we talked about doing it at your bar and, um, we could do it at founders. It's cold down there. Don't you remember, Dex? Not anymore. You know what? It it's was cold. freezing down we got there. A heat, we got a new heating and air conditioning system down there. You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we were knocking it or because it was time? No, just because it was time. Okay, good. He's got a heater now. I could have done it there. Too late, though. We're doing it at Kick Nightclub. Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dotson, Nico Montano, Land of Anata. We're going to Kick Nightclub. Club. Yeah, we talked about like turning it kind of into a club, and that's like, it would have been fun, you know, bring it all in and turn it into a club, but then... It's risky too, because like clubs are weird. Like people show up and it's good time, or there's like ten people there and it's really weird. Well, that's why it's good down at Founders at the Speakeasy because it's so small. It's, it's five people. It looks like there's a lot of people. No, I mean, <clears throat> if you put, you can seat. Well, I mean, we're we're working on the what's v- your fire code? That's the truth, right there. The VIP fifty three. Okay, fifty three. Yeah, fifty three is the fire code. We're working on the VIP room right now, and that'll be finished probably in the next couple of two three days. Uh huh. And um, that will add an additional eight seats. Mm-hmm. So we do we seat about thirty people right now. That's without standing room. And then the additional spot will seat an additional eight people. So we can do almost 40 people seated. Nice. Maybe we do my, I don't know. That's not enough people. I'm doing my 40th birthday party this year. So I'm looking. Oh, you know what? I actually just booked it for somebody, a guy from church for his 50th birthday party. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So when's this uh, this party? July third is my birthday party. Oh no, I meant. Oh, the you don't care about me. Okay. I meant uh, the after party. I knew what you were talking it's, about. Uh, I already RSVP. Eh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, February 15th, the night of the fight, after the fight's downtown, we're going to be nice. kind of down there. So Cake is, uh, I've been there one time for my buddy, Brian Luna. Uh, you guys know him from Integrity Automotive. Uh, he's committed to $10,000 sponsorship for the show. Uh, oh, really? you yeah, for the Buck and Deck? No, for the, for the Buck and oh, Deck podcast. Really? 10000 a show. Did you hear that, Brian? Thanks, Brian Luna. Yep. Wow. Shout out Thank to Brian you, Brian. Integrity Automotive, $10,000. I bought $10, uh, what, two cars from that guy. That's How many good. of you? 
Me? That's not a good number to talk about. <laughs> it's a Dude, lot. He goes through cars like you go through running shoes now. Yeah. Well, he did have, a, you know, his toes hanging out. He was holding on for a while. Oh, I had a thousand miles on one pair. Yeah. I was holding on to those bad boys. Does Brian really want to sponsor our show? No, I was just trying to strong arm him. You know what I mean? But he's that kind of guy. He's a good guy. He, is he listening, so, Brian? Um, he is right now, yeah. I'm going to tell him to so I can commit him to it. But yeah, we, we uh, Brian, I did a, Brian did his 40th birthday party over there, and it was a good time. And uh, so it makes sense. Downtown, you know, downtown is, is a cool spot. I mean, I, I I don't do a lot of stuff down there, but it's perfect for the fight scene. So we're, what are I you mean, saying? With, um, well, I'm just saying someone got shot right downtown the other night. It's not always the safest place yeah, in the world. Pretty much happens shot everywhere night. in Albuquerque. For real. That's true. And then uh, the most alarming, I'm going off on a tangent, but how about all those kids that are shooting each other in this town like Get what was it 30 crew. the Dude. 30 30 murders were kids that were under ridiculous eight, Gosh, under 18 last year we need year? to have the mayor on i bet he'd come on and do the show you think he's gonna get reelected? uh there's a sheriff or somebody who is basically yeah, who else is running thrown their name in the ring throwing their hat in the ring as far as manny, wanting to manny run. gonzalez i think so yeah, yeah the Bernalillo county sheriffs yeah he's a he's a good guy i mean uh it's all fun and games to talk about crime in this town um but it's something it's different to like really get a handle on it yeah um but man it's it's really uh it goes all the way back in my opinion to the educational system the parents i mean we're raising these kids and it, it freaks me out having two teenagers watching these kids just uh on instagram with the amount of guns that are in the in the timelines and stuff and the amount of i was uh so one of my kids he went to uh, down south of Roswell to go to school. He's got six months left. And, and so we still have his phone. So I was going through the phone and I'm I'm like looking at just the way that kids try to impress each other. It yeah. is bizarre, man. I mean, I saw this one uh, girl, probably 14, 15 years old, and she was like, had a gun on the bed. And then she holds up a stack of cash. And I'm thinking, all right, in my day, we threw a $100 bill on top, some ones in the middle, yeah. maybe 100 on the bottom. And then we acted like we were balling, right? So... Now I, I was watching her legit, legit go through probably three to five thousand and hundreds. Wow! Just bang, 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 just dropping. And I'm thinking, you got your dad safe and your dad's wealthy, or you're really hustling. You're a young gangster. Yeah, like crazy man. And I, you know, coming from the martial arts business, I always say, hey, teach your kids martial arts. And I'm an advocate. You know, guns and knives and tactics are a part of martial arts. But um, man, I'm almost afraid to teach my youngest martial arts anymore because i don't want them engaging with someone and getting yeah. shot you know it's like the alternative to kids fighting nowadays give them the wrong look in the car is is just popping around off right yeah. it's crazy man yeah yeah before when we had issues i i mean i remember it's, i'm sure it's exactly the same for you guys because we're not that far apart if you had an issue with somebody you know you guys would show up you'd throw hands and then you'd probably be buddies afterwards. Yeah, yeah. chingasos as we yeah, call it here in New Mexico. Throw some chingasos and then you're I, buddies. I had a guy. Um, he thought I was following him too close. I, I, I don't. I don't think I was. But uh, Ubering. What's that? Ubering. Oh uh, yeah. This well, this was about a year ago. No, I don't think I was Ubering. But uh, this was up on uh, Wyoming, uh, close to Academy. So nice neighborhood. And all of a sudden, um, the guy slammed on his brakes. Got out of his car with a gun. On you. On me. Holy cow. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit. And I, he, he goes, why are you following me so close, homie? And I'm like, whoa, bro. Hey, it's Did all Did he call good. you homie? Yeah, it's all First good. First of all, here before go, there's a technique yes. on how to stop this. I'll just yes. give it to you real quick. You ever done the fake BJ 
with your hand motion towards your cheek where you poke your tongue out in the cheek. <laughs> yes. As soon as someone comes out of their car like that, start doing the fake BJ. Poke your tongue out of your cheek. They'll turn right around and get in their car. Go ahead. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, anyway, I got I out of You were into me, bro. I, What's up? I, I was on your ass, bro. I thought that's what you wanted. My bad. No, don't do that. That's I think that's when you get shot. But luckily, the guy... Just, or you get a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, luckily and then he nothing, stole my Mercedes. <laughs> You're what? You have a Mercedes? Oh wait, you had a Mercedes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> this yeah. is the story of when it got stolen. The real story. Actually, no. You know what? It might have been a couple years ago that this happened because I had Edna. Remember Edna that tried to kill me four or five times? That old 1999 Chevy Lumina. Oh, the, oh, one, yeah. the one where I hooked you up. <laughs> we'll tell that story later. We'll tell that story later. Go ahead, finish your story. Get no, it's you, done, lead, it's you, done. you lead a charmed life. Oh like, my god, we got you. We got you a free car, housing, housing, uh, a family, family, like, dog. Well, I've been through a lot though, guys. So you, I think so it's he, time that I had a little break. He it's, pulls it's out nice. the gun, right? Yeah. Then what happened? Now he got back in the car. I put my hands up in the car and acted like, "Sorry, bro." He got back in the car and took Spread off. Spread your cheeks. Did he apologize? Sack. No, he didn't apologize. He was trying. Oh, sorry. My yeah, bad. I apologize. He got back in the car and took off. I didn't mean to roll up on you with my cuete. <laughs> but but uh, a couple years ago, I had a Chevy Lumina, and this car this car almost killed me four times. That's an amazing car. What are <laughs> you talking about? Has it been about? this long? That's oh the best gosh. kind of car ever. A free car. I was hanging out with Ricky. We were having lunch, and... Uh, is that when you smashed into the back of Ricky? No, 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 no. no, no. I, I, so I, Ricky, something was wrong with the car. So I, he was leaking coolant. Yeah, it was leaking coolant. Yeah. So I say, hey, bro, your car's leaking coolant. So like, we popped, we popped the hood. Yep. And uh, we checked it out, and then I, I closed it. Well, keep in mind that this is a time in Dex's life where, like, everything that he touched, like, just went to shit. Turned it to really shit. Did, yeah, yeah, it was just bad, yeah. right? So I'm like, dude. Everything we touch right now turns to gold. Yeah. Everything Dex touches turns to yeah, try, feces. Take your feet off that that table, man, just so you don't oh, mess sorry, it up. Bro. All right, sorry, good. Man. I won't turn that to so, shit. So I, I call him and say, hey, man, let's go to lunch. You know, I know he's in a bad way. He was in a, you know, position that he didn't want to be in at work. He just, everything was just going yeah. the way he wanted to. So that was the time that... But once a week, I hit him up just to kind of keep track of him and let's go eat lunch. So, you know, I'm being a helpful friend. Let's grab lunch. And then, hey, your car's leaking coolant. And we open it up. Hey, you need a hose? You know, like. Yeah. And uh, so then he or me, I don't even know who did or didn't. Probably you. I don't know. I think I it might have been you, actually. Now that I think, I don't care. It. I'll, t- I'll own it if I didn't shut it, right? <laughs> you know? Oh no, shut it! I thought you meant when got him a new part for his no, car. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. So the best part about the whole thing is not good, but you know, like uh, hey, we can laugh about it because nobody got. Can hurt. you put a picture up on the podcast? Like, yeah. The- yeah. Okay, sure. so I think we're gonna post a picture of this car after we were done having lunch together as as the show title. And um, go ahead, Dex. It was yeah. So I I was heading back to uh, um, my place, and it was on the west side. So I was heading down Paseo um, West, going west on Paseo, and uh, out of nowhere, my hood pops up while I'm going. I was probably going about sixty five miles an hour, and that hood just <laughs> flings up. And no joke, <laughs> it was like somebody took a shotgun. I took a shotgun and blasted my windshield. I mean. And then to see, you know, when a hood pops up, your vision is completely gone. So you're going 65 miles an hour down the highway. (laughs) 
and you can't see anything. And then, of course, it feels like somebody, you know, blasted your windshield with a shotgun. So I finally got over to the side. I was nobody, of course, got, you know, there wasn't any wrecks or anything. And and uh, I called you right away because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ricky, Ricky, I, I need you to come and, you know, pick me up because I can't drive. And and uh, I, I, I don't know. I think a Dude, service vehicle came and helped me. That window was so jacked. It was literally like someone blew it up like a bomb. It wasn't like one impact point. It was a hood hitting the windshield evenly and then blowing the whole thing out. So I think you actually, Oh no, we went and got bungees. Yeah. We, yeah, bungee, corded yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we bungee corded the hood. Yeah. Out. We didn't have a service. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just as some, uh, Ricky went and got some bungees and, uh, I drove it back to the house. Luckily with my head sticking out the window <laughs> cause I couldn't see anything. How long did you drive it like that? Uh, Dude, I, for a long time. No, no, no shattered. Very long. Dude, it, the, no, I couldn't drive it very you long. Still it was just a couple of it? days. Yeah, I think I got a picture. Yeah, that will hopefully we'll post that for you guys to see yeah. what that looks like. But because I had a friend uh, who, because I posted a picture and he immediately was like, "Hey, dude, I do this for a living. Hundred bucks, I'll get you a windshield." And so he came down. <laughs> Next and thing you know, he's living it. in his house with his family and <laughs> had, a, had a new car. <laughs> He's like, you know, they were a great family for six months. I lived with them and then uh, until the well went dry and then uh, I moved out. The, the other time um, I almost killed somebody and killed myself. I was I was heading down. I was on the west side somewhere and um, it was I was in that position where I was pretty far behind from the person in front of me. And so we're coming up on a light. And so I saw them. I saw it turn yellow. And so I could tell they punched it and they were going to run it. And then they decided not to. And I was like Bailing. already like, oh, they're going for it. I'm going for it, too. And I saw they hit their brakes and I was like, oh, shit. That's I hit right. mine and Edna. Holy crap. Oh, man. Yeah. She slid like it was on ice. I thought you were talking about the new car. So I'm no. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't even know if that thing had brakes. What, the new car? No, the gold uh, Chevy Lumina. Oh, man, it yeah. was terrible. I was going pretty fast. Where though. did where did you even get that thing from? Somebody donated it? Uh, Somebody yeah. donated it to the church. The, yeah, to the church. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Maybe some old lady drove it for a long time. It didn't. It didn't I think it had like 80,000 miles on it or something. No, I mean, it was I mean, it was clean for that year of a car. Yeah. <laughs> until until Free we started. Car, man. Until we started checking hoses and uh, oh not gosh. latching hoods. And then it went downhill really quick after that. Yeah. So, but what, what crazy times, man. I feel like we could just go into a different story with you every 10 minutes and not even intentional. It just, yeah, it just goes that way. Not even making fun of you. Those that, I mean, I hung up the call with you after you told me that. And of course, you know, I'm in transition to moving too. So I have all my stuff at my dad's house, not too far. So I went and grabbed those bungees and then we just bungeed the shit out of the hood until he could drive home. And it was still like, he would like hit a bump in the bungee. Ba-doom, ba-doom, yeah. ba-doom. I was waiting and for the, that thing. The man. hood was still like oh threatening gosh. to like take him out again. So let me, let me ask you a serious question. Yes. I'm not being a dick. I'm just asking a question. Ricky, you can chime in on this. Do you think at some point maybe we can call you Dilbert for a little bit? I don't know. How do you feel about that? Wow, bro. I'm just saying because you've had this spell that's been going, this run has been going for a couple of years now. Hey, man, it's getting better. All right. It's getting better. Okay. It is. Um, It's turning around. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely turning around. Was that too harsh? Ah, if yeah. you're li- if you're listening and you've never heard us before, we had people on our radio show. They were our stunt boys, and we called them Dilbert. They were all named Dilbert. We had a female Dilbert. I, yeah, we had but male I don't know Dilberts. why. 
I have to be called a my my life. Just, all this chaos just, has nothing to just do with because they were kind of similar in what what's what happened in their lives. No, what are you talking about? I see. I don't. I Ricky, can you? Um, I think the only similarities that he has to Dilbert might be the trait of procrastination. Maybe, maybe procrastination mm-hmm. has gotten you into some bad spots maybe, yeah. by not, yeah. by just like kind of like, oh, okay, just kind of burying your head in the sand. Maybe Dilbert and those guys just don't make great life moves sometimes. Yeah, like stand up comedy. Yeah, uh, if you've ever heard Dilbert stand up comedy, it. You know what? It's it's funny because it's so bad. And speaking of that, I almost brought a guest in this morning. I was going to surprise you guys. Uh, I wasn't sure that the fourth mic was set up, but I did get. Um, uh, Boris is going to start telling jokes with us again. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. one of my favorite. So, yeah, bits. yeah. So he is committed to coming on periodically, and you know, we just sit him in the corner like um, Boris the Mad Russian telling jokes. Yeah. So so if you guys never listened to the Buck and Dex uh, show originally back in the day, you're first of all you're fortunate. Second of all, <laughs> um, second of all, Boris would come on in the mornings, and he's like this big Russian polar bear that uh, it trains at the gym, and he's been training martial arts for years he was a doctor in russia uh he's a nurse i believe at presbyterian i was gonna say now he's a janitor here in in the united states no no no, Uh. he he works as a nurse um and he tells jokes and his english is very broken and his jokes are uh, you guys remember they're they're, amazing they're funny but but you don't know what he's saying dex just never got it they were hilarious. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? I was the one who did get it. You I was did. the one who loved <laughs> Boris's joke. We'll go back about, and play the so tape. about Boris. We yeah. will go back and play. It. We have Boris you were, on I'm our I'm pretty freaker. sure you were the one. It was not me. Like, Is it Jimmy it. Fallon that has the guy that sits in the corner? What's the, the guy's name? Yes. On? Yeah, so I feel oh, like we that. we need a guy to sit in the corner. That's Boris, bro. We just have him chime in and tell a joke every now and then, and we cut right back. That's it. That's the ticket, man. We need a we need a guy like Boris because I kind of like that idea. We yeah. could totally sit somebody there in the corner and and let him chime in periodically. Just yeah, point, just point to him and let him chime in. And it's gold, bro. The guy's hilarious, and his jokes are like they're they're deep, but they're like they're so deep sometimes you don't even get them. But they're hilarious mm-hmm. at the end. So uh, hopefully we can get him on. He had to work this morning. I was like, hey, what are you doing? You want to roll in and uh, tell a couple jokes? And he's like, I would love to, Rick. I so, would love to, yeah. Rick. Got to bring Boris back, man. Love that guy. So anyways, let's go back to you calling me Dilbert. I didn't call you Dilbert. I asked you a question. See, don't get all pee-pee-hearted about this. You know, this. I'm, I'm offended <clears throat> is what it don't is. Don't get all pee-pee-hearted. I am, I'm offended by your comments. I had to stay out of that. <laughs> I, I jumped in a little bit, but I stayed out a little bit because I knew that that was, oh, damn. Like, yeah. I mean. That was on the line. <laughs> she's asking the a question. What the hell? It's I mean, like you but, know, you know but, what happened to me, which I don't want to talk about too much. But you know, my life has been pretty chaotic. And you know what? Are the Dilbert's lives chaotic? I feel like I'm at the top of the mountain, bro, and I'm ready to just. I, I know, but my point ease is, ease down were the, the were, mountain. Were, were the Dilbert's life lives chaotic? No, not really. Really? No. Dilbert number really? one didn't they, have a chaotic. They were life. both single. Okay, Dilbert number one was just a complete moron who couldn't. Ah, don't call. Don't, you don't but he be was mean. He that's, was. Your, that's your Montana homie. Montana, Montana boy, and yeah, he just he didn't he didn't know what he wanted for the longest he time. I, I thought his life, radio, his life was and then he fine. Wanted to be a porn star. His life was fine. His life was fine. Dilbert number two, he had some drug issues. He's fine now, but you know, he delivers he was, me a pizza every now and then. Yeah, he was he was a great. <laughs> Sounds like he found us found his way, Buck. Dude, he works at Papa John's, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's his second job. He has two jobs. He's yeah. got a baby now too. Yeah, 
Married? Yeah, married, got yeah. a baby. I thought the Dilbert number one, Montana Dilbert, Dex's I, I Dex's, hope he never procreates Dilbert number first one. First of all, I thought that was Dex's brother for a while. I didn't know. Wow, really? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Okay. Don't let Mike uh, hear you say that. But uh but then I and I didn't know if he was serious or not. And then when I found out he was serious, then it became kind of funnier to me, I guess, than it being a bit that that really is who that dude is. Yeah. Yeah. And he cried um, a lot, you know? He, he cried a cry lot. Out. And uh, he didn't want to do the stunts, and he quit a lot, too. He did quit a lot. Yeah. He was easily baited, though. Like, you could get him to do stuff for concert tickets. Yeah. Well, he, he was a nice enough guy, but I, I didn't know if he was real or not. And then when I found out he was real, some you know, of course, radio, sometimes, no secret, some of the stuff is is not real. But uh, I know your guys' show is 100% real. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% not. real. I was, absolutely. I, I mean... I was I wasn't sure if it was till I was a part of it, and then I realized this is the realest shit I've ever been a part of. Yeah, absolutely, man. you know. So, <laughs> real. Hey, hey, the phone's ringing. I think it's our interview. Keep oh, yeah. your fucking mouth shut, Ricky. What? what? Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you I, mean, just, I won't you know, make fun loose, of it. My swear. Keep your mouth shut. Hold on. Just be cool, dude. Oh yeah, we gonna take some calls. Hello. It's Mitchell from Hulu. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. This is still a good time for you? Yeah, man. Okay, perfect. All right, uh, let me grab him one sec. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, Buck, you there? Yes. Tyler? Hey, Buck. Good morning, Tyler. How are you, my friend? Very well, thank you. How are you doing over there? Good, man. So this is the Buck and Dex podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on and uh, and talk to our people here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I should say actually around the world because we have people listening in Kenya, apparently. So, you know, you guys are going to be oh, wow. you guys are going to be huge in Kenya. <laughs> That'd be sweet. The power of the Internet. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Dex and I did a radio program for 15 years and about three months ago, we decided we were going to do a podcast. And the interesting thing about a podcast is you can actually see who's listening, uh, not who particularly, but you can see where people are listening, like what state, what country, what times they're listening. And, right. and we have people listening in every state in the United States. We have people listening in Canada, and we have people listening in like wow. 40 other countries. Huge in Canada. Huge. <laughs> wow. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty neat, all those analytics. Yeah. Right yeah, in front of your face. Pretty awesome. So, so man, thank you again for taking the time. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Letterkenny. Uh, I discovered it last year, and I've gone through all eight seasons already. And uh, I actually even right watched it. I was doing a little bit more research on you this morning, and I watched your um, To Be or Not To Be short film, and congratulations on winning oh, cool. all, those, all, all those awards for that. That was super, super dark, but awesome. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and how did you uh, get... It did a, a nice little... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask how you got brought into that project because it was just like you... It, it seemed like it was really kind of just made for for you. Yeah, yeah. it was... Um, it's a group of guys, uh, Art and John and uh, Derek Pedersen. They're two young filmmakers here from Vancouver, Canada. And uh, they reached out to my agent. I had met Artin at uh, at some sort of uh, social gathering months prior. And uh, I think he had seen me in a Canadian show. I was on a Canadian uh, show for three years up here called Less Than Kind, which was on HBO Canada. So um, I think he um, I think he recognized my work from that show. And that's what led him to uh, reaching out uh, 
about to be or not to be. And, and, uh, I was actually away when they, uh, extended that offer my way. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get back in time to do it, but then I read the script and it was this, um, you know, Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut, uh, book to be or not to be. And the script was kind of, kind of, kind of neat and they had a great vision. So, uh, I hopped on board and I'm, uh, I'm glad I did. It was a very, very cool experience. You know, sometimes those short films, they, you know, they obviously don't have major huge budgets, but, uh, what they don't have in budgets, they uh, they make up in passion, and uh, it's always fun to hop on board with uh, you know people who are just trying to get uh, you know a, a vision uh, you know onto film or, or digital, however you want to put it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, Letter Kenny, have you guys had any? Did you have any thought or idea that it would be as successful as it is? I mean, I don't want to say it's like got a cult following at this point, but it. it, it it really kind of does, and it's really kind of yeah. going really very mainstream at this point, where people are just like really latching onto the show. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, when we first started it, it was probably probably 2014. Now uh, we went over one summer, and uh, I, Jared and I, the creator, and you know, writer Wayne, uh, he and I are good pals from from back in the day, about a decade ago, and. He, he'd been talking about making this show forever. And when we went over for season one, you know, it was a uh, smaller Canadian digital content show. So again, the budget wasn't huge, but uh, we were all so happy to be there. We all had a, had a blast. And I remember filming the first six episodes and we're sitting there like, man, wouldn't this be cool if we could come back to summer, to summer camp every single summer and, you know, make seven episodes. And we, we were like, you know, dreaming about the potential of the show back then, but I don't think anyone really can, comprehend sort of where it's at these days uh with the success in america and now we're airing in australia and after today's podcast maybe we'll have some more fans in africa yes um, <laughs> right so uh it's just it, it just just being along for the for the growth of it it, it it has felt like a very very natural growth like uh you know for someone like yourself who watched it who uh discovered it last year you know we've been making it for four years prior so right. uh the fact that it is starting to gain some traction now it does feel very natural and i think uh I think it's probably a good thing for the show. It was able to find its legs before there was too many eyes and attention on it. But uh, I remember season two going into season three, like there started to be some buzz in, in Canada and I started to see more posters around and I started to see people tweeting about it. Like a uh, T-Pain was actually one of the first, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. first uh, big, big name fans, uh, <laughs> which was kind of cool. He, uh, he tweeted out years ago that he loves Letterkenny, you know, and all of us castmates got a big kick out of that. <laughs> That's awesome. watching it grow. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been a fun journey to, you know, to say the least. Well, speaking of growth, your character Stuart is pretty well endowed. And, uh, have you, <laughs> have you, um, have, what's it like for, again, I don't know if you're married or have a girlfriend or anything, but, uh, are women very disappointed now when they, <laughs> Hey, now. Well, I just, I mean. Uh, you know what? How do you know it's not real? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I, I, I feel women sorry are for disappointed. you. My life will never be the same thanks to the introduction of Stuart's Huge Johnston. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. Yeah, it, even like now when I. Go ahead, please. When I'm I play sorry. hockey with the boys and we, we're in the changing room playing beer league hockey and, you know, we're getting unchanged going into the shower. No one looks at me the same now. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny because there are two parts of the show that make me very uncomfortable. The part, the, the scenes uh -oh. where you're in the gym and you're standing there and you have like a leg up 
and it basically looks like a tripod. It's like a third leg. It's so it's so massive. <laughs> and, and then and then and then Gail, the bartender, the way she, the way she acts is is just phenomenal. Because I mean, what she's doing is just it, it, it's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing the way she portrays her character. The way she moves is is amazing. Like that woman herself, uh, Lisa. She's very reserved. She's very intelligent. Like when we're all doing group scenes, you know, she's she's uh, she's quiet and keeps to herself. And then when the camera rolls, she does this like gross movement and says the most ridiculous stuff. Uh, she is uh, she is a beauty. She's a beautiful woman, and uh, she's a hell of an actor. Yeah. How much of that stuff do you guys like? Uh, we've interviewed Jeff Garland before from uh, from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they kind of talked about how much they ad lib in their scenes right. when they're when they're when they're filming, because they have a basic they have a basic direction that they're going in a place that they're getting to. And a lot of their stuff is right. ad libbed. How much of that stuff do you guys tend to do on Letterkenny? The scripts themselves um, are, you know, written weeks, months in advance. And, uh, you know, Jared and the writing crew, Jacob and everyone else involved, they spend a lot of time writing these jokes and placing them where they are. So as a rule of thumb, you like to come in prepared with the dialogue. But, uh, you know, now that we're all more comfortable with each other, I usually save some. If I, if I have an idea or a suggestion or if I want to change the words or if I want to maybe throw a curveball at my team partner, Evan, uh, who plays rolled. Yeah. I, um, we'll do the rehearsal as is. And then when uh, we go to camera, sometimes I will throw in my version or my take or my little uh, wrench in the works. Uh-huh. Sometimes it works and it's a very funny little improv moment. Sometimes it doesn't work. And Jacob, the director playfully yelled at me to never, uh, never have my own ideas ever again. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's awesome he's like your job is to read <laughs> do you find yourself but we have a great relationship uh tyler do you find yourself when you're texting your friends and family do you send a lot of your uh your gifs to people or gifts i guess i don't know how you say it but um, no. no you don't do it because i always think that how no. cool would it be if i if i had a bunch of you know gifs of myself you know, that I could just send to people. You, I'd be doing that's, it all that's the time. That's super douchey. You can't do it. I would do it all this the time. This is coming like, from it, the guy. It, exactly. In theory, <laughs> it sounds dude. awesome. But if you're the guy sending photos of yourself <laughs> and gifts of yourself to all your buddies, yeah. it's, uh, it gets it gets tired pretty pretty quick. Some of, some of my buddies are tired of me here and talking about myself anyway. So yeah. <laughs> if I start sending them memes and gifts, yeah. uh, it, it is pretty funny, though. Some of my, my buddies will send me one. Like, I just made a plan with him and his wife uh, sometime in February, and he sent me back the wondrous gift. So I was like, just looking right. at that one. It's great. Nice. Yeah. So we posted up on all of our social media sites, and we asked people to ask questions of you. And I'm gonna, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first question. This is from Geary, and he's got a two part question. His first part is, "How much meth did you have to do to get ready for this role?" And the second part is, is on a serious note, did you expect the show to brandish such a success in the United States? And what do you think it has to do with, uh, what do you think it has to do with, is it maybe the American conception of Canadians? Uh, well, part one, of the, part one of the question, um, if you notice, it's actually a different actor playing Stuart in season one. I replaced him for season two yep. uh, because of the Matthews. <clears throat> oh, that's right. He left. Because of I'm lying. Oh. I, um, <laughs> no, he did. Wait, who? I'm trying I, uh, to think of who left. 
Didn't you? Didn't no, somebody? I oh, no, I was thinking of you had somebody in your skid crew that defected and went somewhere, right? Yeah, he, there was uh, there was a scheduling thing and it just it's part of the part of the biz, unfortunately. But he was a hell of an actor, that young man. OK, I thought maybe he just pissed the director off or but something. That- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Trust me, it would take a lot more than uh, than that. I yell at the director every single day. And to answer the second question, uh, did we think that the brand would would uh, live so well in America? Um, you know, like we'd always hoped it would, and there were some talks early on about maybe us sort of um, catering the show a little bit more to the American audience. But uh, you know, Jared and, and and everyone sort of involved agreed that that would take away from the charm and the character of the show if we started catering to you know America or sure. Europe or wherever else in order to get viewership so we uh you know we just we just sort of stayed true to what was working with uh with our our brand and our show and as the show continues to evolve you know we incorporate more characters from america and and from the city and and different factions of the world so uh the show sort of had a chance to uh to evolve um naturally and uh i'm excited to see what the next uh, next you know year or two bring okay uh we have another question from a guy his name is caleb and he wants to know about your dance scenes. He wants to know if the dance scenes are choreographed or is it all ad-libbed. And then he also wants to know your favorite scene episode. I, uh, the dances. So the first couple of years, uh, there's this great video of, um, you know, what we now call, quote-unquote, cyber goths uh, dancing underneath um, a bridge. There's this really famous YouTube video, a bunch of these young people dressed in black attire with gas masks and like, uh, you know, like a barbed wire freaking necklaces and stuff. So there was like a video that inspired the first couple seasons of dancing. And, um, Jared, the creator told us that we wanted to, uh, have a bunch of dancing the first season. So we, uh, we all kind of got together and picked a couple, uh, dance moves and, and, uh, that was not choreographed. That was just us freestyling and having fun. And then, um, the St. Perfect, um, St. Patrick's Day episode, yep. we uh, we did a little choreography. We had our little Backstreet Boys moment behind the turntables, and Evan was responsible for that. He's a heck of a dancer. He's a break dancer, and he uh, he's sort of taken the reins on uh, certain choreography if the scene gets a little bit uh, more complicated. Uh, Tyler, when they decide to make a Scientology movie about Tom Cruise, are you going to play him? <laughs> he, he he came in this morning. When he came down here, he's like, he totally looks like Tom Cruise. And I was like, well, I guess you need to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I have heard that before. And if that offer comes across my desk, I will absolutely, absolutely take him up on that. My mom always... Um, my mom always says, like, you know, if they're ever doing a new Mission Impossible, they got to call you to play the sun. I'm like, I know, I'm like right? well, mom, they've, I'm like, they've done seven since you started saying that. So Were you I just... don't know if you need to be my agent. or <laughs> Yeah, you should have just been fucking pissed that when you saw Top Gun 2 coming out that you didn't get the call to be the young Maverick. You know what I I'm saying? I didn't even get an audition. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, tell, tell us about Letter Kenny Live. I saw that there's a tour going out, and unfortunately, you're not coming yes, to Albuquerque, sir. New Mexico, but I saw you are going to Phoenix. Tell us about the Letter Kenny Tour Live and what that's all about. Is it actually the the cast of the TV show going out and doing live live skits? That's exactly it. So we um, 
we, as a show, when I say we, we uh, did a Canadian tour, I think about a year and a half ago, and it was uh, just the Hicks. It was, um, you know, Squirrely Dan, uh, Derry, Wayne, and then the hockey coach. And they went and did a nice Canadian tour and got some popularity. And they, they were kind of trying and, you know, trial and error with some, some things. And then uh, last year they did three shows, one in New York, one in Minneapolis, and one in Chicago. Uh, that sold out right away and they had to add a second show and the second show sold out right away. So it was a good indicator for, um, you know, the powers that be the, the, the booking agent and, and the tour, the tour, uh, you know, planners and all those power positions that would show them that maybe that this tour could happen. And from there, uh, now we're about to do um, 38 cities, I believe 41 or 42 shows across North America. Yep. We're going to start in Moncton, New Brunswick. We're going to go down the East Coast, back up into the center, and then down the West Coast, ending up in Los Angeles. And basically, it's going to just be, you know, a couple hours of Letterkenny comedy. So we're going to be doing uh, a bunch of um, onstage skits and scenes. Uh, the Hicks will be there. The skids will pop in and out. The hockey players will pop in and out. Then K. Trevor Wilson will do a stand-up set. Uh, he plays Squirrely Dan. And uh, Mark Forward, who plays the hockey coach, he will also do stand-up set so um it's gonna be so much freaking fun we got the script a couple days ago um, i'm starting to memorize it now even though it doesn't happen for four weeks i have a whole bunch of words that i've never used or am familiar with so that's usually my uh my go-to exercise before i go to set in the morning is hop on google and figure out what these words mean yeah awesome so it's gonna be a heck of a heck of a time yeah we are very excited yeah oh well, i bet you if you guys could add another date in Albuquerque, we could get that thing sold out without a doubt. There's a nice little theater here. We could do it called the chemo. And, uh, I guarantee you we can sell it out. I know. I think we're, we're hoping, you know, if this tour goes well and fans, you know, it's well received, I, I, I'm sure they don't want it to be the last one. That being said, I know nothing about any future plans. But even my city, Vancouver, we're not doing a show here. And all my friends are like, you know, you've already forgotten where you've come from. <laughs> you know, you're going to forget about us in, Va us in Vancouver here. And I was like, guys, you don't think I'd want to do a show in Vancouver, you know? But uh, it's all logistically speaking. And it's, it's, you know, it's a business. So they so they go wherever it makes sense. But um, I was a little upset they're not doing a show here either. Yeah, I'm sure. Um Who's going to be instead? I don't have to give tickets to all my buddies. So. Yeah, that's true because you have to pay for those things anyway. Typically, um, <laughs> who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Are you a fan of football? Uh, I am a bit of a fan of football. I'm, uh, you know, more of a hockey guy, of course. Um, but uh, my Seattle Seahawks got booted. Yep. So you know what? I'm going to say go Kansas City. There you go. There you go. I was that was a How test. About you guys? That was a test. I'm a I'm a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan and uh okay. I didn't think that this would ever happen in my lifetime. I, I really didn't. I didn't think I'd, I would ever see this and the fact that it's happening on the 50 year anniversary just you know, I'm excited. I hope they win. I'm fully prepared for them to lose. Are you nervous? How are you sleeping? Uh it's well? it's it's starting to get troubling now. I mean, now that we're a few days away, it's, it's starting to, the anxiety is starting to set in a little bit more. I understand. Yeah. What are you laughing at, dude? Yeah. Uh, are you guys hockey, hockey fans at all? I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Red oh, Wings okay, fan. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. I don't know what hockey is. I'm sorry. 
He's from Montana. Uh, he should know what hockey is. We didn't have you're, hockey. You're basically Canadian. We didn't have hockey in Montana. You didn't? It's too small. Well, get familiar. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Get familiar. TikTok. Come on, dude. <laughs> Learn the sport. I don't want to be on ice, yeah. and I don't want to watch ice, okay? Well, man, we really appreciate Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh I'm actually going to buy tickets to the well, I'm going to buy tickets to the Phoenix show and actually oh, go nice. out in April and go see this live in Phoenix. So Hell yeah. Yeah, I will travel. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram too if you are coming through. Yeah, for sure I will. I for sure will. Yeah, we're definitely going to come. I actually uh I have the window open now to purchase my tickets, so I'm going to buy the tickets and I'm going to buy the ticket and take the ride. In the Not words of the great Andreas Thompson. Uh, it's like six hours. Six hours by car. 45 minutes by plane. A little road trip, eh? Get up early and get after it. Yep, we will for sure. All right, Tyler. All right, man. Hey, well, thank- I appreciate you guys watching our show and spreading the letter Kenny love. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to do stuff like this. Obviously, you guys are fans. And, uh, it, you know, this show originally spread just by people spreading it amongst their friends, right? Like, uh, yeah. before we got a big, big digital digital push, it was, uh, it was word of mouth. So uh, we just appreciate you guys watching our show and supporting it. So yeah, it's not lost on us how cool the time it is for Letterkenny, and uh, we know it's it's you know in part due to the fans. So yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, well, speaking of spreading, before we go, I want to tell you about something real quick. We had a guy. Uh, his name is Matt Page. He was on the fourth episode of the podcast, and he has a okay. YouTube show called Enter the Dojo. And when he came in, okay. I was watching Letter Kenny, and he sat down and we watched it for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And uh, he had never seen it before, and I started talking to him about it. And I, I, have this, I have this idea that I think Canadian comedy troops are actually funnier than American comedy troops. And he kind of asked about why I okay. thought that. And we, we got into this big, long discussion about it. But the, the, the short story is, is I turned this guy on, and he's got like millions of viewers. Like this guy goes around, he does like seminars for it's basically like the karate kid meets the office and it's hilarious you need to watch it it's called (laughs) it's called enter the dojo and he's actually now a fan of letter kenny so you can you can help spread the word about enter the dojo as well because this guy's probably going to be on hulu next after you guys wow it's cool because we have a we've had a couple uh wwe wrestlers become big fans of the show too uh, uh, Alexa Bliss uh, tweets about us all the time, and there's another wrestler named Xavier Woods who was uh, at the NHL All Star Game last weekend wearing a Letter Kenny Irish jersey. Nice uh, to all the events he was going to. So it's pretty cool to see uh, to see people get on board. Yeah, awesome. And thank you again for spreading the love to that guy. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. Absolutely. So, all right, all right well, listen. You have a good day. I'll see you in April, my friend. I appreciate your guys' time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye. The show will be right back after these commercials. Side effects include happiness, laughter, having a great time, and loose stool. The Buck and Dex podcast is brought to you by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team at Waterstone Mortgage, NMLS number 214602. Give Michael a call today at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Let me tell you a little bit about Michael Bowen. Being that I have been in real estate since I left terrestrial radio, this is the guy that I go to when I want to make sure that things are done properly. One of the most important things that you can do as a person buying a home is make sure you hire the right lender. You have to hire the right lender. It makes a huge difference. Just because your friend's uncle's sister is a mortgage broker 
doesn't mean you have to use her. And I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. These guys have cutting edge technology. They have a variety of lending solutions, consistent and transparent uh, transparent communication. I mean, they take care of their clients for sure. And Michael Bowen is legitimately, in my opinion, one of the best mortgage brokers in the state of New Mexico. If you're thinking of buying a home, you're thinking of refining a home, give Michael Bowen a call today, 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602, Michael Bowen and Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pure Life, Pure Life Cannabis Company, six locations in New Mexico. Let me tell you the difference between Pure Life and all of the rest of the dispensaries. Pure Life has the best medicine hands down in the entire state. They built a multi-million dollar production facility. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, they have concentrates, edibles, tinctures. They have, shoot man, they have hats and t-shirts too if you just want to support your local, your local dispensary. You got to go over and check those guys out. Six locations around the state. They have one in Las Cruces. They have one in TRC, one in Farmington, and three here in Albuquerque. Just a quick rundown of what's on the menu today. They've got the banana split hybrid, 21% THC, 11 bucks a gram. That's right. Chem 91, Cotton Candy, Glue Stick, Hell's Gorilla, you name it. These guys have the largest selection of strains in the state of New Mexico. If you're a medical card holder and you need a place to go to get your medicine, check them out, Pure Life. Check them out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you so you can get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. Four, three, two, one. Let's do this. Yeah. It's the Buck and Dex show. Oh, hell yeah, Pew. Sounds like fun. Dude, that guy was amazing. You know, it would have been a lot cooler if I actually had watched the show. I'm sure Ricky felt the same way. He did watch. Or if I was allowed to chime in. Well, you don't, I knew for sure you didn't watch the show, so I didn't want you to say anything. Uh, that's what would have made it funnier if I had started asking him questions that didn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, that was basically what I did. You know, I, I liked your question, Dex, that you asked him about is Big Johnson. All of the women he now dated were all disappointed. <laughs> Apparently, his character has a giant uh, He has a pecker. giant pecker. Huge. It's like, it's like a tripod. It goes down to his knee. It's massive. Like, you don't see it. You see it through his clothes, like when he's at the gym. But the way that they shoot it is really super uncomfortable. And he's just got this giant, this giant dick. You know, I have a list of shows that I want to watch, and I'm not sure that this is going to be on the list now, <laughs> just based on that you, alone. You know, I'm you know what's saying. funny is the New York Times came out with an article at the beginning of this year, and they rated the top 30 shows in the past decade, and Letter Kenny was number 28 on there. It, around the world. I will say this. It's pretty brilliant. It really is. There's nothing else like it out there. The, ri- um, the writing that they have is... It's pretty cool. Phenomenal. It's so good. I liked your question, too, about uh, um, how much of it was ad-libbed, because yeah. you watch it and you go, holy cow, man, how do they memorize that? Well, some, or, of that, some of that stuff they do, you know it has to be scripted, yeah. because the way the banter goes back and forth between the characters... Right. You know you're not ad-libbing that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the other stuff, you could totally see, like, they probably ad-libbed that scene. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to buy tickets to go to the Letterkenny Live in, in Phoenix. I'm going to go check it out. Nice. What is it? They do a live show huh. where they actually show up and they do a live show. 
like ad lib stuff or it's just like a panel type comic con type no movie? it's not like it's actual skits huh interesting yeah, so I'm going to go see Letter Kenny live in Phoenix. You guys should join us. I'm saving it for the Bieber show in Phoenix. Bieber show? Yeah, I'm going to go see Bieber in no Phoenix. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Why? Why not? You love Bieber? Yeah. You love the Biebs? I do. Have you heard his new album? It's pretty good. It's good. Man. It's fire? Pretty fire. It's hot, bro. It's lit, It's lit, man. <laughs> it's lit? Yeah. It's lit like fuck? Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What, uh, what are you guys doing for uh, Super Bowl? I Wait, am the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl is. I honestly didn't even know it was the Super Bowl this weekend until Buck brought it up the other day, and I was like, "Holy <clears> crap!" Well, it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's because there's like like two teams that nobody really knows who the heck they are because yeah, they have never been to the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, the that's Niners, not true. The Niners have, but the Chiefs. What was it like? The years. Chiefs were in the very first Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers, my in friend. Super Bowl number one, and they lost. And number one. Yep. Right, so what is that? Fifty something years? Fifty four years. Okay, I'm and then they won. Going to be forty this year, and so then, that was well. And then before. they won Super Bowl four against the Minnesota Vikings. How old were you? I wasn't even born. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm saying people really don't even know. I mean, first of all, hey guys, if you didn't know, the Chiefs are a team. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you. My father in law is a big uh, Chiefs fan, so and I am kind of pulling for you guys. So, but um, man, I got invited. I'm gonna watch the fights over at. Uh, there's a new place not far from from the studio over here, uh, your basement, <clears throat> and it's called uh, Raw and Sauce on Louisiana Montgomery. Oh, I saw that they opened yeah. Raw and Sauce over there. Yeah, so same guys are doing our after party. I'm gonna I'm gonna host a little deal over there so you guys can come join. But he invited uh, me over there for the Super Bowl, and I think you should go with me. Because he said that it's the headquarters for the Niners, and there'll be 375 Niners fans. <laughs> wow! And if we just, I'll wear a chief shirt with you, bro, just to do it. So. You know what? If I didn't have somebody coming over, we have a couple from church mm-hmm. who their kids play with my kids, and so they're going to come over. And if they weren't, I would totally do that. Yeah, I would. I think that would be good just to get some photos of us before and after we would get, <laughs> you know, we walked in and out with like, you know, like Bud Light. They're San all Francisco over. fans. It's not like they're Raiders fans. It's not like, you know, you have to worry not about them ready. being violent. I don't know, bro. They're both from the Bay Area. They're Silicon. There's a big difference. You cross that, you cross that bay. That makes a huge difference in the character. It's kind of how it is here in Albuquerque too, huh? Yeah. You, you cross, cross the, the river, river and you yeah. get a different different no offense to any of those across the river but you guys are different like i i like head to i head to work in the mornings and like everybody coming back from the river is just like uh i i call everybody's cars knives and everyone is, you just have to avoid getting stabbed yeah. uh because they just want to their cars are trying to stab you they're just all they're aggressive they need to get across the river to get to work yeah and they're short on time and they're angry and and uh a lot of good friends live on the west side but man different different pace man you cross the bay different breed of people over across there. the river you got different totally different nobody waves at you, you get, yeah it's not so friendly yeah different man the bay uh, but i yeah I, I that's dangerous man we go to a we go to a 375 niners fans there's got to be a couple Albuquerque Lokes in there that would, you know, make a move with some beers thrown or something. That's all right. That's that's dangerous. Or never go. I've never had the nuts to go to a Raiders game as a Bronco fan. Never. Oh, you got to go. Don't be be a sissy. Well, maybe now they're in Vegas. Well, you guys are getting all, your team's getting all uppity now too. The last, I mean, not so much this past couple of years since they haven't been winning, but when Peyton Manning was there his last couple of years, People were getting stabbed in the parking lot. You know, I mean, it was it was rough up there. I mean, it it's just. Do they call it Mile High? It's Invesco now, right? No, they changed the name of it again. Uh, there's another company that bought it out, but I, I mean, it's probably Baby Shark uh, people, Stadium. Or yeah, something. no, no, 
I think that just crime in general with stadiums, you just have a lot of people, liquor. Society is just different now. It just is, you know? I mean, look at the Lobos basketball team right now. It's like these guys are should be better than they are, but they can't keep their dudes out of trouble. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that that has to do with bad recruiting. I just think that it's a testament as to where we're at in society today with kids and, and, uh, you know, sports and entitlements and, you know, not – they're they're a little bit rough, but then they are a superstar player and they're put on this pedestal and then they become invincible. And then you got, and you got Aaron Hernandez, you know, you know, type, type attitudes where you can get away with whatever, not, not that you're killing people, but, but you can get away with whatever you want. You You guys watched that on Netflix yet? No, I did. I haven't watched it yet. I did. I haven't watched it yet either, but a little little too dark right now for me. I'm not really dark. Yeah. Dude, look at, it's a super dark documentary. I mean, it is, but it's it's just. I mean, it's you know most of the story. It's nothing. No, it's it's nothing unique. And I mean, there's there's angles on it that they touch that are like, okay, really. I mean, he was really uh, having CTE doesn't make you a violent person. I think is the biggest thing I took away from it. Isn't a big part of that story like he was gay and he just couldn't be himself? Um, yeah, I mean, because he they, was they, supposed to be like they try to hit that angle, jamming know? up his uh, quarterback or something in high school, like they were supposed to be in a relationship or something. Yeah, like that. no, the kid was on there, and he he talks about it, and the dads. It's funny because the dad's like this Italian dude, and he's just like you know hardcore. You could tell he's grew up where he's like anti-gay, and he talks about it, uh, where he was he wouldn't want to know his son was like that, but then when he found out his son was bisexual, because at no point in time was anybody saying he was gay. They're just saying he was bi, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh. They just started questioning, like, you know, and the guy came out and said, yeah, we we were we were best friends and we hooked up. And so it's a fact that he did all that stuff. I mean, but I mean, just because you're trying to there's a lot of people that haven't come out of the closet that um, they don't go they're not around out being violent people. because, yeah. you know, they're hiding this thing that they can't tell anybody. There's a ton of ball players that have come out of the closet. And they weren't violent. I mean, so the notion that this dude was entitled, he was he got away with a lot of stuff. And he felt like he was a bad dude from the beginning. He was. He He was was. a rich kid from Connecticut, though, man. I mean, Connecticut's not a cheap place to live. It's one of the most expensive places to live in the United States. But I mean, he was a he was a G. I mean, I always say you can't take the G out the ghetto. I mean, he's always been a G and he became invincible when he was getting away with crimes. And so he just became more reckless with it and kind of got a God complex with it. You, you know? get a $43 million contract. You can yeah. probably think you can do whatever you want. I don't, I don't remember the timeline, but they said he signed a $40 million contract and then went out on the field, like, or, or had killed someone like, you know, like not that far after that. Yeah. Like no, no regard for life. Um, and the instability of CTE with emotions and depression and you, you don't have, most of the time they self-harm. They don't yeah. uh, desire uh, and they get angry and they do things, but th- they still have a meter for right and wrong. Right. And so yeah. they're depressed and they want to shut off. And, and trust me, I am very educated on CTE and I'm afraid for a lot of my friends uh, that, that compete in the business that I'm in. And, and I discourage a lot of my guys from sparring nowadays just because uh, the, the dangers of CTE and what we know now. Um, but what I'm worried about long term is I just worry about these guys as individuals and as friends um, and self-harm, not violence against other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about earlier, you know, here in Albuquerque, you know, you have these young kids that are they have no regard for human life. You know, they they just they will take a gun out and shoot you or they'll be driving down the road, pull out a gun and shoot someone's tires out. It's insane. Or that uh, that woman 
who was going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning back in November, mm-hmm. you know, she was leaving and these guys roll up and they shoot her in the head. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. Did Are you, you kidding me? Oh, you, was that that cop's mom? Yeah. The, yeah, two, the two, two cops. cops mom. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the husband is moving. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's out of here. And I, I mean, they upped that reward and they're trying to figure all that stuff out. But it is crazy, man, how people, n- number one, I am, I'm pro-gun. I'm pro-Second Amendment, you know, but, and, but I mean- People are getting a lot of people are getting their hands on a lot of guns, and there's no way to really stop it by taking them away. I mean, drugs are illegal, so does that mean we can't find drugs? If you want drugs, you're going to find drugs, right? If you want a gun, you're going to find a gun. People, criminals don't obey laws; they never have. So that's not going to change. Uh, but the disregard for human life and just saying, you know, our court system is not going to hold you accountable. And and there's a lot. There's a bill going through the state legislature right now that hopefully they can get moving which they are evaluating some of these catch and release laws. And ultimately that's what the, the biggest issue that we have on our hands right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our mayor don't know the guy. I'm sure he's sincerely trying. He doesn't want crime in the city, but at the same time, you know, we need these legislations. We need these people to make these moves to hold these guys accountable because how many times have we seen these guys that, Oh, he shot at a car twice already and then he killed somebody. Oh, okay. So he had to do it three times. Somebody had to die. Now we'll hold him like ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Yeah, one of my uh, stories that I'll share one someday with everybody. I went, I went to jail this past year, and uh, I'm not going to tell you guys why I went to jail yet. But you want to tell them who got you out? Well, my homies did. These two, right here. Talk louder in the mic. Sitting next to me, say Ricky their, and Buck. Can you, can you say that louder? Say please? Their name. Aaron Buck Burnett and Ricky. What's your middle name? Uh, Julius. As um, Ricky Julius. My, my homeboy Greg Jackson calls me. Uh, my name is Richard, so he calls me Dick. <laughs> and my last name is Cotton Steady, so he calls me Cockishwetty. So from now on, I'm referred to as Dick Cockishwetty. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, so you're um, in jail. Yeah. So I'm getting released from jail, and I'm in this little holding area with the other guys that are being released. And there's We're, this. Hold kid. on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Were you gay for the stay? Was. <laughs> shut his mic off, Ricky. <laughs> shut it off. Um. <laughs> So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to most of these guys in the holding area with me. They're bragging about the stuff they've done, the stuff they've done and why they're in there. And these guys are getting out. So what this is, we're getting released And this one kid, he's 19 years old and he got arrested because he was going down Paseo and he saw his ex-girlfriend with some other dude. He pulls the gun out and starts shooting the car. Jeez. And he got in a high-speed chase with the cops. He ended up getting arrested, but he spent five days in jail. And he's out, 19 years old. Yeah, but and in, in the sad part is, is that's probably not enough time for someone who's going to have that kind of disregard for firing a weapon off at moving car, at one car, which could ricochet off and hit another yeah. innocent child, family. Yeah. I mean, five Well, d- look at that little girl that got yeah. Yeah, killed last year. 100%. Dude with road rage. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, you know, I mean... J- this town is just full of names, right? The mo- mo- he's that that situation, um, you know, Jaden Chavez Smith, you know, with going to a house party, right? We can all yeah. put ourselves in a position um, where our kids, you know, you, you, we've got all the kids, Aaron, uh, grandpa, dad over here, his are a little younger. What did you call me? Huh? What did you just fucking call me? <laughs> he called you grandpa. He called me grandpa, dad. 
You are grandpa dad. You know what? I'm going to shave my beard off as soon as we're done, and I'm just going to look like a normal person again. I like my beard, but you know what? Listen, it's going. You know what? When and because he's you know when his kids are in high school, you know the guys the guys probably eligible for um, social security benefits. No, but I, uh, I have meals three, on wheels. I have Can three you years meals on wheels. I, I still have three years to. I have I actually have five years to wait I'm after my kids myself. graduate high school. Oh, five years to wait. Okay, close enough. But uh, when you get to that point where your kid goes to a kid goes. Out, out of your house nowadays like it's scary man it is scary like not like please don't fight anybody because they don't fight with your hands anymore they just shoot and then you know you got a good kid who's sitting at a party uh with with other kids and he's just sitting on a counter and someone's mad because they were asked to leave earlier or whatever the situation was and they just start shooting like no regard for life um and then the you know and, that was one of my co-workers kids that yeah. got killed Remember that kid that got shot at that party? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of my co Oh, yeah. And, and again, my, my son was friends with that kid. They yeah. went to, to high school together. We need the mayor on here. Seriously, we got to get... You know what? We're going to call my friend Isaac. He uh, he works for the mayor. Okay. He can get him on for it. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I think the thing is, is like, that'd be entertaining, right? He tells us what he wants us to know, what he wants us to hear. And so it's cool to have different guests on, but at the same time, you know, the accountability level, it, it has to come down to the judges and the state level. Yeah. And so that the mayor's, you know, Oh, we're going to bring crime down this year. Well, last year in your, whatever your first or second term, your murders are the highest we've ever had them. And that's not for lack of trying. That's for lack of support. Right. So, um, you know, we in the community as the old guys, right? Because these young kids, man, holy cow, man, we're not our future. I'm scared, man. You know, and, and this is selfish, but man, I don't, I don't want any more kids. You know, I'm scared no. for the teenagers that yeah. I got. So, and, and trust me, I've seen some shit in my time, you know, being in the business that I'm in. And, and so, man, I, I don't envy you, man, having young kids, man. It's a scary world. Yeah. I've uh, kind of joked about uh, possibly converting to becoming Amish. And taking my kids up to Pennsylvania and trading in the Lexus for a, a horse and buggy. And uh, I'll grow my beard and we'll just go live up and churn butter. And You know, that lifestyle actually doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> Slow down, man. It does, man. Slow down. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm, I, I, that's why I like to live on the other side of the mountain, man. I like oh, a little man. bit more land. Where Ricky lives is so amazing. It reminds me of Montana so much. Dude, 12. It H really does. Yeah, 12 HD cameras, like all 4K, like motion sensors like I, I feel like I, I live like i live in the city because i'm paranoid but uh dude it's nice because i i know what's coming to me like i i got a good heads up like if you're coming for me i got a good two minutes to come to you first yeah so but this that's my mindset is because i've lived in this city for so long that you have to think you know proactively i have one kid who wants to stay in a room and play video games all day long right and i'm like back in the day that was bad but now it's like but he's safe right yeah right yeah, so what true. what a weird time that we live in where a kid who's just playing video games is like, yeah, play your video games, bro. Don't try and hang out with your friends. Don't, don't go to the, the mall. Just stay home. Don't right? don't do anything, bro. Yeah. You know, so but man, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get some laws changed and and, you know, it'd be interesting to hear what the mayor has to say. But, you know, it kind of does suck being a politician because you're only dependent on the people around you to make moves. Yeah. And really what you're saying is not achievable for the most part until other people help you make those moves. So we as a state need to make moves as a group to help each other. Well, they're working on it right now in the legislative sessions that's happening right now. It's actually happening right now as we speak. And one of the things that they're talking about doing is making recreational marijuana legal. And it's already passed the first hurdle. Yeah. 
And I believe that if they did that and everybody just smoked a joint, they would probably all just calm the fuck down. Yeah. yeah I hope so. I, you know, I mean, what, you don't hear about people going out and smoking a joint and going and starting fights with people. I have to go pee, guys. Um, you what? Oh, Mental note to self, never go on a road trip with Dex because he has to stop every 30 minutes. He has a small prostate. <laughs> Jeez. Go get screened for cancer. <laughs> I've got a friend who will, rena- re- uh, he will be nameless, but um, he, he goes to the bathroom a lot, like every oh, I know. You're talking 10 minutes. About already. And dude, I just, I'm just like, bro, like, this is not good. You need to go get your prostate checked. You know, no, I'm fine. Years. I'm fine. I had too much iced tea. I'm like... I have not even seen you take a drink since we've been here for three hours. How is it still? How are you still doing this? But uh, anyway, what were you we saying? We were talking about the. We were talking about. Uh, I think the the laws changing, and uh, the leg. I, I, the the marijuana thing. Like I'm I'm all for you know legalizing. I, I think I, it's hard to say that they'll finish this in this short session. I think they're a couple weeks into it already. Um, I think it's really the first run they're making at it. I think there's a few holes, you know, I'm not fully educated on it. So she has said like, there's a, I'd say there's probably a 50, 50 chance that she'll just sign it into law. She's talked about that. Yeah. Our, our governor has talked it, about it. It's that. missing a few points. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the things is really like policing it. Yeah. Uh, for, for driving. Right. Yeah. So, uh, in Colorado, they, they do. So I found this out. I was doing a show in Colorado. Uh, one of my production guys from a production company that we both know real well, one of their guys decided he was going to do the old Colorado thing and stop in Trinidad and, and not get a sex change. I know that's what you're thinking, but he was going to stop in Trinidad and get some marijuana. Lots of sex changes happen in Trinidad. The capital for, of the world. For, yeah. Just in case you didn't know that. It, Continue. I, uh, so he picks up some pot and he's, he gets blunted and hot boxes the car and you know he's about an hour away from the venue and i get a phone call that he um has been arrested and i'm like well he seems like a straight edge dude like you know what dwh uh driving well high i don't know what they call it out there um but i do have a friend um rob who owns the uh a place in call one of the biggest dispensaries in colorado called the spot um and they're in Pueblo. they're a huge operation right so find out he gets arrested find out it's for marijuana and I'm like, how do you even test for marijuana? So they actually will, um, if they suspect it, they will get a warrant and you have to go to the hospital with them and they draw blood on you there. And then they, there are ways to measure um, the levels of metabolites in your system, I believe. Uh, well, I know, but I, I don't know if it's a metabolites, but there is a way to measure the amount of THC that is currently in your system to see if you're high. And I think that's what this is lacking is they're they're not really giving parameters of how to regulate if someone's smoking and driving. Just do what Canada does. They run all kinds of PSAs about don't drive high and, you know, just get out there with it. Put it on the side of buses, you know. When they want to try to enforce laws in Albuquerque, what they do is they put it on the side of the city buses. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to go smoke and drive, right? Yeah. I mean, because there are limitations. Let me tell you. There have been times when I was younger that I had an edible or something that I didn't understand the impact that that had on me and the slow onset of it. And you think you're fine and you have things to do later and then you're jacked. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should not be driving a car. Um, so there there are safety issues that need to be addressed with that. And look, I, I am I am all for cannabis legalization. I hope they get it through, but they need to work quick on putting parameters in as far as. Um, what is over the legal limit, training our law enforcement. There's a lot of things that they got to get done in order to uh, just handle this. 
But I, so, do, I do like how they're throwing out all the old convictions, though. Yeah, that's I think one that's, of the things. I think that's wise. If they do that, if they do end up making it legal, I'm thinking that we need to open like a proper hookah lounge where you can go in and you can smoke. Oh, weed. yeah, where you have uh, bud tenders and the bud tenders. Yeah. And, so yeah. I, I, I think that there are some limitations because you only certain places can be like cigar lounges and certain things. So I, I, that's probably untouched territory, just like your crematorium idea. Not sure. Not sure how that's going to happen. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to do you it. You guys fucking watch. Just sit back and watch and watch what happens. So we have a crematorium and a bud tender so the family can get super high while they're waiting to watch their, <laughs> their remains get cremated. Do you feel me here Great on this? Idea. Good idea. I think I'm going to do it. Do them all together. Yeah, let's do it all together. We're not that, talking about mixing the businesses together. But no, anyway. I'm just saying this is that's the next phase that you're going to go to. You're no, we have, well, we have that one bar that doesn't have, we have inside out and there's no, it's an open air oh, bar. Oh, wait, you own another bar? Wow. Tell us more about your bar. What I'm saying, we, How could, many do does it, seat? we could do it there. <laughs> we could do it there. There's no roof. It's an it's an it's an open air venue. I, I I've been meaning to go down there. I've been in there, but I haven't been there for an event. I've been meaning to go down there uh, because for my 40th birthday party, rewinding, I'm gonna hire that. Um, I need to get with you to hire your live karaoke. Oh, band. the karaoke band. Yeah, I'm gonna have live karaoke. Nice. So if you're coming to my birthday party, I get to pick your karaoke song. I will email you your song so you can. That's the entry. It. You know what? I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So for Dex, I feel like. Um, what do you think? Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? Oh, that was that's that my, my walkout. That was my walkout song for when I walk out to the octagon. That yeah, I feel like that'd be a good one for Dex. Um, do you I'm Britney Spears. Really want to hit? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'll do for you. I've hit got me to really, one more time. I've really got to think Tumble about one, but Tom thumping. Yeah, or, uh, I'd get down on that. You know, I would. Lou Bega, number Lou five. Bega. <laughs> I'd I'd murder that one Dude, too. Lady uh, in Red. That's true. I'll pretty I, much I murder whatever you put in front of me. Yeah. I right. mean, I'll totally get into it because I just don't give a shit. Give us the taste. Wesley Willis. Go Lady in red <laughs> is dancing with me cheek to cheek. So I'll go. I don't care. Right. A totally different version. Wow. Wow. Whatever, man. It's the, it's the 2020 remix, son. Okay. All right. Jeez. Yeah. That's, the, that's what we call the perversion. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't have my in-ear monitors in, so I can't hear myself th- sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was too much reverb. Too much reverb yeah. in the ears. We right didn't now. have a new mixer board here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what is it, Richard Cockashweddy? That's Dick Cockashweddy. Dick Cockashweddy. Dick Cockashweddy. Dick Cockashweddy. Okay. Cockashweddy, and don't be gross with it, man. There's nothing gross about it. That's just my name. That's what I've been known around the gym for a long time. Hey, um, you're building a new house up in the mountains, right? I am. Is yeah. there a room? That's big enough where for you could set us up a studio, not for oh. decks. Um, because at some point, I know my wife's going to kick me. And she told me this yesterday. She's like, at some point when your podcast becomes successful, you're going to have to find another place to do it. You know what I'm doing? Maybe we should do this. I, I'm building a 1,700 square foot man cave garage. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So, but above that, Ooh. above the garage, I built there. an attic and it has dormers. So I'll have like almost an 800 square foot wow. attic above nice. my man cave that we can all go jump up. And my wife can't tell me what the fuck to do up there because she doesn't know it exists because no she's not going to listen to this podcast. Right. Because nobody does. Nobody. Does. Well, your wife, <laughs> we know for sure your wife doesn't. So we're safe right there. <laughs> no, she listens to it because does your wife do this to you? Does she ever listen to your show? And be no, like, 
She has um, not listened to one episode. Sometimes I wish my wife didn't listen to it. She's like, you know, when you did that, it was that was stupid. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> it probably was, but that's why people listen because it was so dumb. But I'm the kind of guy that like posts like, and if you guys follow me on Facebook, um, and if I don't know you, don't request me because I don't. I'm, I'm out of. I'm only selecting certain people right now because I'm over my limit. So, but. I was just joking, guys. You can friend request me, but I fall down in the gra- in the driveway sometimes, ice, and so I film myself skateboarding, falling down. So when I talk about my security cameras and 4K and all that stuff, like I post all the funny stuff that I do that's dumb. When I was selling Ricky's house in in uh, in Tanawan, I opened the door because I was doing an open house the day we listed the house. And his wife's fucking dog ran out of the house. What kind of dog is that? Well, first of all, let's let's tell the real story. The dog was put away. Um, the dog a, was not put away. No, no, no. It was put away. It's a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. I Beautiful think you guys dog. talked a little bit about it with Leah Black the other yeah. day on the show. Um, so she's super cool, right? And she's super trained. Like she she won't run away. But, really? No, no. She'll take, <laughs> she'll she'll take a victory. I've got a video to fucking dispute she was, that fact. She you fucked up, and she took a victory lap on you. That's all that was. Bro. <laughs> you let her out of a cage, and I get what you're saying he goes dude she's so cute that she'll sell this house so i let her out to just you know he was just hustling like he does you know and so he let her out and so she could mingle with the guests good play you know what i mean i think it sold like we pretty sold quick. It. and uh but then he opens he leaves the door wide open like who leaves the door wide open i was talking got- to potential clients and somebody left the door open oh, it wasn't me and then I realized the dog was gone, and I'm on, his, say, I'm on his ring video camera. I hauled ass out there and got the dog. Yeah, speaking of hauling ass, I've never seen you run before. I think that was the very. I've been doing was, a show with you for years. It was horrible. I've never seen you run. I was like, holy cow, that's like Bigfoot running, man. It was just like he's like run for hey, run. Look, the good news is, if you ever go take him running in the foothills and you see a bear, you don't have to work too hard to outrun him. You're I good, know, bro. For real. You're good. <laughs> It was, it was. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was speaking pretty of, good. Speaking of Dilbert, that was like a Dilbert run. If we had to explain, I am it. not a track and field star. Okay, no, you are not. No, he's he's like Ruby. I I, I don't know if we can even post a video, but we got to post the video. I, I think we should just post a video. I got the video of it on the ring doorbell of you running after. I know. Post the video. So no, I'll post, give it to you guys. We'll you post guys post it on your page. So when you guys listen to the podcast, go to the the social media page. You know what? We'll put it on our Patreon account. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Exclusive, Exclusive content, content. Yep. of Bigfoot chasing Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then he acts yeah. like he acts all smooth like he had it under control. That's the best part of the video. He's like, Ruby, Ruby, get your ass over here. Right. And Ruby's like, she runs back on her own. And he's like, she didn't run back. She ran across the fucking street, man. She was taken off. I told you she took a victory lap on you because you let her out. And so, but she, but the same sprint that she did out, as soon as you said her name, like, get your ass back over here, she knows, right? So she sprints right back across the street. So, um, but Aaron, like, walks in all smooth, like, yeah, I got this, like, no problem. (laughs) But it was really the way I was actually catching my breath, is what I was doing. I wasn't being smooth. I was catching. Yeah, he had a big old, big old, like, he was vaping at the same time. <gasps> vaping and running, catching. That's all I got. The last time you probably ran was when you were in the Navy. You know? No, I've ran since then. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you see the doorbell footage when this process server came over here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't send him that one. That was a good one. Oh, I saw it. That was a good I one. Think I, I, I showed him. Good. I think I sh- I think I showed him the process yeah. over one. It was that was one. pretty funny. That yeah, was that was another time that Aaron- I handled that guy well, <laughs> dude. You were a <laughs> that was dick. another guy. <laughs> uh. were- I kind of felt bad for that guy. He's just doing his job. <laughs> I was just doing my job. Yeah. So here we go. Hang on. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, seriously, we're, we're gonna give you a little preview of right. of Aaron Bigfoot of, chasing of Aaron running Bigfoot chasing Ruby. 
I was never a track star. Oh, no way. Ruby! 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 Starts clapping. Get inside. Get your ass inside. Dude, exclusive content. We'll post the video to the Patreon supporters. Ruby, get your ass inside. And then... It's, it's, it's the <laughs> freaking it's the flute just like <laughs> works his way back in the house like nothing ever happened dude do you realize what would happen to you like if oh my god if oh, my oh, wife would have lost that dog i i was just when i realized that she ran out of the house all i could think of was dear lord don't let this dog get hit by a car because i i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah. i don't know how i'm gonna explain this to first you of yet. all my wife's really strong so like there's been when you know we've wrestled a few times, um, in not an inappropriate way, but we've wrestled a few times. No, and it's appropriate. You're married. It's so fine. so. No, I mean like domestic violence. Oh, stuff. Okay. like no. <laughs> You're talking about like in the bedroom. I'm like, you guys can wrestle. It's cool. So, You're married. But I'm like, man, we start wrestling. She tries to slap a choke on me. She's got moves, man. I'm like, man, I know. I'm, you know when you're in a you're running in a dream and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, That's yeah. like wrestling my wife, man. It's like I'm stronger than this. I know I am. I know I know more, more moves than her, but I'm struggling to to you know block her out. You know how does <laughs> how does it feel to make you know that your wife is stronger than you now, dude? I what do they call that strength? I don't remember. But at any rate, <laughs> it starts with an R. Like really yeah, strong. Twenty twenty. Really, say that. Yeah. Oh, really, really strong. strong. She has really strong strength. Yeah. You know Ridiculous I mean? strength. But what she? But that was just us playing around. So if her dog would have got killed, like you, you running, like I, we would have really got to see her run. If Jen would have come home and that dog would have oh, street. dude, she's from Estancia. She would have pulled out a. She would have shanked me. I feel like you would have really been able to put down a better time on your one hundred meter if she was really trying to get you. Oh yeah, like high knees, like you would have, you know, kicking your your heels yeah. against your butt. You would have got it going. Yeah, I would have been breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth. Yeah. Just <laughs> He'd have probably just like hooked up his vape pen in his ear and just started running. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, battery, don't fail me. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Where do uh so if people just go to our uh, Patreon Patreon, do they just search Buck and Dex and it pulls up? Yeah, yeah. I actually posted something up this morning on our Instagram and our Facebook page. And you can just click that link and it'll take you over there. We're not saying you have to support us. If you want yeah. to, that's super couple cool. Couple bucks, five bucks. Somebody we had a supporter, ten bucks a month, you know, which yeah. is awesome. It'll help us uh grow this this podcast and eventually move out of uh the basement of Buck's house because you know, I understand Get an actual yeah, studio. Yeah, you got a family here. You don't want guests in and out. Yeah, let's turn my attic into a studio. What are you going to charge us for rent? I'm not. Just, oh. Let's just, you you know, just use the sponsors to decorate it. We'll pimp it out. Can, I, uh, use the space can I make that my summer place? Uh, you, you, already got a, you already got a home, bro. I know, but. You're good. You got a new dog, a puppy. That's super true. cute. Yeah, yeah, dude, you got a dog. Yeah, he weighs 150 a... pounds. Yeah. What's uh? What's this? What's you got the, a Hummer? It's been a long time. I got, since I got, got a Hummer, Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got what else? <laughs> what's the latest with uh, your car? Any word? Are you calling the police? Are you, no, it's you're it, not even calling. No, them, at you? this point, I don't want it back. You know what I'm saying? At, at this, this point, point like, if he sees it, he'll just wave at him. Yeah, like, hey, like dude, enjoy. Like, I, you don't want the car back. I've heard so many stories of people getting their car back. He's and like, it's like, I told you to go to Mexico, mother. <laughs> dude, Teo, Teo, my old co-host at Star. He, when he first moved here, he had his car stolen and he got it back. Uh, it was like a week later and there was a plate of enchiladas in the trunk. And then like they'd been smoking Like a glass bath. plate with like a fork and knife. You know, this oh, fool yeah. would, you know, this fool would consider eating the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, Ooh, enchiladas. Ooh, are these Garcia's? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Hey, Teo, you can eat that? Are those Garcia's? <laughs> you can eat that? Yeah. But usually you don't want, you don't want your car back. After so this. Diego Sanchez one time 
left his spare keys to the whole house. And this is a house that Aaron had sold him and his, his ex-wife. But uh, he left the keys in his truck with all the keys to the house, all the doors, all the cars. Kind of sounds like Dex. He left the keys to his camper in his, uh, in his car when it got I stolen. Did, I did. Everything. I did make he had like 12 keys. All new keys. Yeah. Well, anyways, they got both cars the same night. I remember when that happened. Yeah. Like, how does that even happen? They got both cars. Oh, and, and she's like, oh, Diego left the keys in the glove compartment. I'm thinking, man, that, isn't that such a Dex move? So anyways, <laughs> I... Uh, they get the car back and of course, you know, there's freaking paraphernalia and stuff in it. And it's like, they really don't steal cars like they used to, to chop them up and like get parts for them and build other cars and change VIN numbers. And I don't have any experience doing that kind of stuff. Just so you guys know. Um, but, uh, it, it, it's different now. They just use it to kind of live in and use drugs and party and do crimes. And like nowadays you can't even, you know, if someone commit, if there's, oh, we got the car on film. Oh, the license plate. Oh, you're just going to go knock on someone poor soul's house like Dex who had their car stolen. He's not the guy actually committing the crime, you know? So it's just, uh, it's different, man. You don't want it back. It's no good, man. You don't want, you want the car to, it sucks, but you just want the car to go away at that yeah, point. Exactly. Especially because he put so many miles on the damn thing with Uber. Yeah, it did. I rolled up a lot of miles. So now you get a quick trade. How many, how long do you have till they cut you a check? Uh, it's getting pretty close. When was it? It's been like over a week now, right? So we're going on a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah. they have to wait for a while, don't they? I think yeah, it was, was it thirty days. It's thirty days. So yeah, it's pretty close. Um, at this point, I'm, I just hope that I don't get it back. Yeah. Well, everything happens for a reason, buddy. So well, whatever happens, happens. You got all good. You got a Hummer now. You I got, got a Hummer. And I you need, got a new got puppy. A, got a new mom. I need Got people to mom. support the Patreon so I can actually drive it because, you know, that's not cheap on gas. That's one thing I've noticed is I got 30 miles to gallon on in my car. Oh, yeah. This thing gets, you know, 14 miles to gallon. Dude, my old G-Wagon, 11. Oh, my gosh. 11. You can see the, like, you can see the meter just as you drive going yeah, down. Yeah, drop down. You, you oh. hit the gas and, like, drop Yeah. What is going on? Like, yeah. Jeez, it's, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's like a big giant straw in there, just sucking it out of the. I'm glad it's the smaller Hummer because uh, when I when I went to fill up the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, how much is this going to cost? And twenty bucks gave me a half a tank. It's not but bad. I mean, a half a tank's not doesn't take me very far. Yeah, I either. think you said what fifteen miles per gallon you had mentioned that it did. That's not that's not horrible, but I mean, on today's standards, that's pretty that's pretty wasteful. That's a lot of that's a lot of truck for a yeah. guy who's trying to make a living with Uber. So, but I heard you're uh, going to work at Lowe's. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> thank God I got my financial aid. So, oh, you I got it. To, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Thanks for letting me know. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I just found out. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you keeping me in the I loop with that. So that's good. When does that <laughs> yeah. start? Uh, you know what? I haven't gotten it yet. So, it's so supposed you're to saying be you're not buying lunch? Well, the thing is, you know how CNM has a thing now because they were they had a lot of people that would sign up for classes, get their financial aid, and then never show up for class. So now they have a new thing where you have to actually go to your class, I think for a week or two, and then you get your financial aid because you don't have to pay right out the gate, which is nice. But so you got to show that you're going to actually, I got to show up to class. That might be a federal law, like, you know, theft, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine it's a CNM role. It's just probably something federally they got to do. I mean, the student debt crisis and all that stuff's out of control. So they got to get a little bit of a handle on people legitimately. And and the thing is, man, don't live on that, man. Get, get a job. No, it's, that's it. It's, um, that's, you know, that's why I have a mom and dad now to take that's care good. of me. So that's good. you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. Mom yeah. and dads are there for a reason. Mom and dad are there for a reason. And uh, I live off of apples and bananas. Mama Kathy. Yep. I should probably do that too. I wouldn't be such a fat ass, 
if I did if I lived on apples and bananas and fritters. I won't lie, fritters. <laughs> Apple fritters. That's different, bro. I, uh, that's, it is. Yeah, that's not that's not apples. Well, that's donuts. I'm, I mean, there's apples. And in if there. you're gonna get donuts, you need to go get them at Total Betty Donuts. Total Betty Donuts. When are they? Uh, I was hoping to have some today. Yeah, I uh, I actually need to call her today and uh, and get her all sorted out. Can you set me up on an account over there where I had to get an allowance of donuts? Probably. <laughs> okay. Dude, they can print. They have a a 3D food printer ah. where they can actually print stuff that will go on your donuts. Wow. Or on, like... or on your coffee. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I'm like a... this rice paper stuff. I'll, I'll it's just totally take, edible. I'll just take an old-fashioned donut. I don't need like 3D printers making my donuts. But you mean that's yeah. like a plain cake donut? No, I mean, I like... I like you know, uh, some people like the maple bacon and they mm-hmm. like the cereal on their donuts. I'm like you, Ricky. I like, I like the basic... I like the uh, I like the chocolate uh, glazed chocolate just glazed chocolate is cake glazed yeah. just simple because once you go black with donuts you know what they say what's that you don't like the whites anymore <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying what the fuck are you saying what We're are talking you about saying? donuts what are you talking about yeah Jeez. man it's donuts talking yeah. about black donuts they taste better <laughs> a little bit of glaze on them. You know, not the thin ones in the middle, uh, the thick donuts. Ricky Kakishwetti. Dick Kakishwetti, sir. Dick that's, that's his name? Yeah. Um, but uh, is that Instagram taken? Have you ever tried to get that Instagram? Um, I'm pretty sure I'd get violated pretty quick. Um, yeah, you would. Yeah, I'd like get five followers and like, no, denied. And they take all my videos down, Yeah, you know, so, but now Ricky KO 505, if you guys are looking for the real me. So Ricky KO, not knockout. I know you guys probably think I'm a knockout artist because I'm in the fight business, but I'm not. And I do live in the 505. So Ricky KO, like my last name, 505. Beautiful. That's where you guys can hang out with me. And and uh, I believe I even posted that video of Buck if you want to get an early shot of it before. No, uh, you got to take it down because we got to put that on our Patreon. Well, you, I sent it to you. So Exclusive Patreon content. Don't just put it out there. I, I, well, it was already out there when you did it. And I want to I take some phone calls. I just posted and I wanted to take some phone calls and see if anybody was going to call in. Yeah. But I don't know if we need can to. Can we fight. do that now? Can we take phone calls? Yeah. Interesting. We, yeah, we totally can. Should I do it like we used to but do in the old place head, where I'd I call in the other head, room? I guess, we need, <laughs> I guess we need headphones for that, so I'm not sure that yeah, it would work. Yeah, probably won't work. That's, uh, you can't put on speakerphone? See, that's why we need people to support the show so we can grow this thing and actually get headphones. And, we need to have a phone system in. Yeah. Well, so much for that post that you put up a little bit too early. I can just delete it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty not funny. Not a big deal. It'll just go away. That's pretty funny. All right, so... Our plan was to record Kit Missile on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we can't do that because it's my wife's birthday. Yeah, we had a couple cancellations this week. You know, I was supposed to have uh, Jesse Davis, my fire instructor, but he got called to the academy to help with the uh, recruits, so the captain needed him. So they're uh, hopefully get uh, AJ and Jesse. Is he from the? Is he from the Falcon Fit? Vulcan Fit. That's right. Vulcan. He's, he's one of my Falcon inst- Vulcan. firefighter instructors. Vulcan. Vulcan. Vulcan Fitness. Yeah. So next week on the show, we're going to have Kit Missile. She will be joining us next week. Radio legend. She's a radio legend. And then we're going to have a woman on that you guys have probably never heard of, but she is probably the hardest working woman in show business that you don't know. Her name is Jackie Kaiser. She's also known as Full Metal Jackie. She has a syndicated radio she show. She still has that, huh? Yeah, she's still on a, like she's wow. on a, like 80 markets she's or something. She's been doing like that. that forever. Yeah, she's got a syndicated metal show on. She's an author. She's got a book. She actually thanked me in her book, in her no forward. Kidding. Yeah. And she is also a 
uh, she works for a record label. She works in A&R, and she's also like a vice president of, of promotion. And she is actually the person that's found and signed Five Finger Death Punch. Do you remember when we went to uh, Five Finger Death Punch, Ricky? Um, At uh, Tingly? Oh, yeah. That was fun, man. Yeah. That's honestly that one of my favorite bands. And uh, I'm, I hope we uh, can Well, get that's part of the up. reason why I wanted to book her was so you could ask your Five Finger Death Punch questions. Well, you know, maybe we get Ivan on. But What was the know, best but... show you guys did together on... From the Buck and Dex. The best during show? During Edge Fest. What was your favorite band, favorite show during that time? You know, period? we had a birthday show once that was kind of cool. We had 30 Seconds to Mars I was come down, just thinking about that. And one. they played at the Sunshine Theater. Mm-hmm. And we did a big old meet and greet with everybody. And Jared, and Jared Leto, Leto sang Happy Birthday on stage to, to us, us at which the show. was cool. That was cool. Nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, we did go mm-hmm. to an Edge Fest, and we wore the Borat Slings. Yeah. I, I was, was there that for, at Edge I Fest? That. I thought that no, that was at like um, it was a concert, an Ozfest or something. Was it an Ozfest? Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know, it was something like that. But we yeah. were wearing uh, the Borat sling from the movie concert. Borat. Uh, that was fun and embarrassing. I bent over in front of the crowd. Uh, Jonathan Davis was laughing at us. Yes, he was. Yeah. I think horrible. he appreciated it though. No, he did, and I remember it was a year later. We talked to him on the phone, and I mentioned that he, he remembered like, it. He started laughing. He was like, "That was one of the funniest things." Because security escorted us off stage. They didn't you guys know were that we, yeah. Oh like, my they, gosh! They didn't know what was happening, so they escorted. They got pissed and, and kicked us off stage. We're like, "Dude, we're supposed to be hosting the show." We totally stripped out. You know, you don't say anything about what they wear. Go. F- Do you still have a picture? I cannot find like that picture got wiped. Off of the internet. I can't find it anywhere. And we used to send that to everybody. Yeah, that was all over the place. I could find a hard time that you couldn't find that I can't picture. find it anywhere. Maybe there were minors that were in the crowd is why they came and removed you off the stage, the kids. Yeah, but maybe. it's not like we were showing anything. Well, you I said mean, you bent over. Friggin- I did bend over. Dude, Puck just bending wasn't over pretty. was pretty amazing. You had, a, you had a G-string on and you <laughs> bent over. Yes. So, yeah, you there were things that were shown to those kids in the crowd. That's no, I had those uh, taped up to the side. I used some duct tape and I taped them up to, to my body because they were hanging kind of low. So I just taped them up right there. He had a, he had a camel toe. How was the post wax session? Dude, when you were removing man, your when duct I tape? removed that, oh, it was super painful. <laughs> that was not a good day. Ouch. That was du- not a good day for waxing, little Jim and the twins. Waxing probably hurts, but duct tape. Ugh. Yeah. 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 I'd probably say Edge Fest was probably, that, that definitely was. The best times, I think, you know, working at the Edge. Edge Fest was fun, man. Because it was our show. We yeah. got to we got to do whatever we wanted. We got the bands were always great, and it was just. Remember know. when the Cottonmouth Kings played? It was uh, it was the one over. It was at the fairground. Stained was the headliner. It rained that day. Oh, we had a shitty turnout. I think we had like five six thousand people show up. But um, I'll take that one of my fights all day. The dude from the <laughs> Cottonmouth Kings had this drum set that was built on a bicycle remember that bicycle drum yeah, set yeah. that he had mm-hmm. and dimebag daryl because damage plan his band that's right he was played there. that show it was like a month before he died yeah and uh he played that show and i've got a picture of dimebag daryl sitting on that drum set like playing yeah. the drum set yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah i still have our big hockey edge fest t-shirts that yeah. we had and um i was looking at all the autographs and i'm like there's dimes autograph yep pretty dimebag amazing Darryl find that that's yeah, cool, man. A nice it's, guy. It's cool looking back at all the the memories, you know, and just kind of not not. I mean, just cherishing those cool times that you that you had, and yeah. you know, I look back sometimes at some of the stuff I did, and I'm like, man, 
I peaked in my 20s. <laughs> You're like, nah, man, it's just good memories, right? Yeah, that's like, why you got to feel bad for those dudes in high school that are just like these superstar athletes. Yeah. And, you know, they're like the favorite people of the school, you know, like the most popular kids. And then they get out of high school and it's just like all downhill from there. It's like, yeah. buddy, you, you should have been picked on like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah, man. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, man. I, like you do when you're young, you feel you feel your best, right? You're yeah. invincible. You're bulletproof. You're doing cool things. I look back at some of the stuff that I did. I was talking to my buddy, Rich Espinosa. He's the executive director of the New Mexico State Athletic Commission. And we we're talking about how he did fights down with Ox Wheeler in Mescalero. Yeah. And I think I don't. Ox I don't Pete. Think, yeah. I did those fights. Yeah, I don't think I fired you for that one. I think that, that that wasn't Joe Martinez. That was you. So we we created Joe Martinez wouldn't have, wouldn't have announced that fight, <laughs> dude. He probably would have back then. But we we made our own athletic commission, and and it's like wild wild west stuff, right? Yeah. Like uh, I got down there. Who's your commission? Right? Because the commission are your cops. Uh, the king of the cage. They bring their own. I said, wait, they make their own commission. Like, how's that even ethical? And so me being a kid, like, hey, you want to be a judge? You want to be a ref? You want to be a designated spec? We just started picking people like to yeah. to do it. And we did it. Like, I would have so much anxiety right now if I had to assemble a commission for one of my fights. Just, all right, you know, if somebody dies, you lose your house, your family. Like, you yeah. lose your stuff, right? But when you're kids, you just, you just go, right? And that's part of being a kid is just, uh, why are kids so much better at skateboarding than adults? Because they don't think about jumping off of that 15 stairs yeah uh, and so yeah some of those times when we we're younger and the things you guys did like putting on a bar out so you guys wouldn't do that right now Stop. i totally would do that no you wouldn't yeah, yeah i would, I would right absolutely your would. wife wouldn't let you do it number one just because your kids are gonna see that you know what i mean like she'd be okay with that all right well whatever maybe i'm just a puss i don't know uh, I, I get what you're saying yeah for sure it was uh yeah one of my one of the big stories that pops out of my mind um was when skillet was in town and we did a promotion where um, you would win. It was during Super Bowl. I think it was during Super Bowl weekend. It was skillet at your Super Bowl party. Yeah. So we would bring John to your house and deliver a brand new TV. like 50 inch TV. And we'd give you like chips, dips. Food. Like, we catered your Super Bowl party. Nice. And so we picked John up at the venue, headed over to this, this edge person's house. And it's at an apartment. And we knock on the door and this guy opens the door has, I think he had his shirt off and he was smoking a cigarette and there was about three kids under the age of 10 running around. Two of them were in diapers. Grandma was smoking a cigarette, holding a baby. And I mean, it was just like smoke pot, like just oh piled God. out of the apartment. And so John's with us. We get invited in the house. I think he had a Confederate flag on, on the no, wall. It wasn't a Confederate he, flag. He, it was one of those big, uh, was it was it? one of those big white tiger blankets that you get yeah. like at the, at the flea market yeah. yeah that's some new mexico shit right there yeah. uh. dude it was amazing and so it was one of those they were really nice really yeah, nice people were. but it was so funny because it was just they're all smoking heaters he was super you know, uncomfortable the baby's you know right there next to grandma while she's smoking a, a cigarette and it well was she just, just she had the grandma cigarette you know yeah. it was like the long virginia slim <laughs> the corella deville she was like yeah. li she yeah. was like lipping it and it had an ash that was like three inches long just hanging there like waiting to fall oh, off on the, the baby thigh. Oh, my <laughs> God. it was pretty amazing but yeah. they were very grateful and and uh it was it was fun but that memory stands out because uh i talked to john years later and he 
that was one of his favorite memories, you know, was, oh my gosh, I'm never doing a promotion like this again. That is, this actually came up the other night about, and this wasn't a promotion. This was just us having fun. But when we crashed the Christmas parties, dude, that was, oh, you yeah. know what? that was, fun. that was one of the funnest nights ever for I sure. I think we need to prepare for this year. We will. And we I think well, that was 2015 it. after we got fired that, that Christmas. Had you, had, no, 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 no. We, no, no. we were still on the air. Oh, we, were we? Yeah. We were, we were yeah. using the social media page to, it was the year before yeah. we got fired. Okay. So we all piled in the G wagon. His brother-in-law threatened to kill me when I was cracking jokes. <laughs> he had just gotten back from, from somewhere. He was a little PTSD with me for cracking jokes on his, on his homie. And he's like, oh, man, I'll stab you or something, right? Yeah. No, he didn't say that. What did he say? He said, I, do you want me to say it? Yeah, say it. <laughs> he said, you, you crack some joke, and then he's like, oh, yeah? He's like, how's this going to be with my fucking dick in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. And so, oh, you know, man. traditionally, those are that's called a good time where I'm from <laughs> when someone cashes that check. But I looked at him. And it hey, was, he's protective of me. Yeah, Good no, that's cool. That's cool. And like, it was so like beyond. Like, <laughs> I just was like, this he literally even... just got back from Afghanistan. Yeah, you have yeah. to understand. I mean, he's been like, like watching his friends die, and, and he's, he's been killing people, he's been and, killing yeah. people. And, I was yeah. like, what the fuck did you just say? And he's like. You heard me, motherfucker, or something like that. And Buck's like, just chill. It's all good, Gary. He's just joking. <laughs> He's just joking. So I was like, yeah, and then we just kept hanging out, right? It was all good from there. He's a good dude. So, but I mean, let that be a lesson to us, man. Like, like live your life every day. Have fun. Don't let people tell you not to do something because it's weird. Let's show up at people's houses this year. Let's go find those ladies with the long Corilla DeVille cigarettes. Let's go crash parties and have a good year. Yeah, yeah I think good. we do. I think we for sure do that again this year. Um, Definitely crashed the Christmas parties because that was one of the funnest things. Yeah, ever. it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot. And of- the well, funnest thing the old crew back together. We Gary, he's living here now. He lives yeah. right right down the street. Nice, you know. Yeah, I mean, just he just, won't threaten you this time. No, nah, it's all good. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I was not offended. I was like, what the hell was going on? That was a part of the night, though. We we're all piled in the G wagon. We were rolling out like roly polies. Too many guys in the car, and then we just knock on doors and eat people's food. And my wife is like, "What is wrong with you guys?" Yeah, I'm just, you know, that's the difference between an introvert and an extrovert personality, right? Yeah. But like as an extrovert, like that, dude, that gives me a full wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is a good yeah, that time. Was, that, that was a good time. <laughs> I was just like, let's do this next year. Well, and she's like, what is wrong with you guys? It, and it's so I, weird. I think by the time Christmas rolls around, we'll probably have enough traction with the podcast where we'll hopefully get a ton of invites. Oh, no. I mean, what do we get? Like, I mean, we chose like four but i think we i think we can go one step further cowboy used to crash fight parties yeah and we'll bring a celebrity with us we'll just pick a celebrity uh, oh, let's do that and we'll just we'll just you know pick let's a, actually do that let's figure out a fighter that we can bring to crash somebody's ufc party yeah yeah so that that's another reason you should be a part of the patreon page we could do that a couple bucks a month five let's, bucks whatever yeah let's let's practice with crashing a fight party with the ufc fighter okay. um obviously can't do it with the john jones ones because i got a deal going on for that one but maybe the next one yeah what do you got going on for that one uh, we're going to that raw and sauce. So you guys, can oh, that's out right. Over there. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool, man. I, I was looking at the pictures online. I haven't been in there, uh, but man, it looks like a pretty sweet sports bar type setup. Well, it's the old raw and sauce that was downtown. Right? No, well, I don't know. It might be. I think it's, it's the same logo. I'm sure it's gotta uh, be the same people. Yeah. But it's inside the, the old pokey pokies, the pokey cevicheria or the yeah, it's over off. It's on Wyoming, and, uh, Louisiana. Louisiana yeah. So. So everybody tap that. So if you guys are listeners and you're bored for that fight for John Jones, come hang out with me. Me and my crew will be over there watching the fight. I'll for sure go to that. Yeah, it's right down the street. Did you just tell him? Did you just say you're going to take me to Pokey Pokey after this? Yeah, let's go. 
Okay. And then I'll uh, check your car for a coolant Oh, well, you know where you guys need to go? <laughs> oh, I'm going to give these guys a shout out because I love these guys. Uh, Kamikaze Food Truck. Have you ever eaten Kamikaze? Uh-uh. Kamikaze Food Truck is this fusion truck where they do like Asian New Mexican food. And it is crazy legit. And they just opened a spot over on Wyoming and Candelaria. And it's um, it's in that building right there on the on the, I don't know, north, northwest, northwest corner, whatever. Do they have sweet and sour uh, pork uh, burritos? Just trust me. Just go over there and just get the stuff, man. They have like chicken enchilada egg rolls. They Everything they have is amazing. Yeah. I've actually got a lunch appointment ah, there good. on Friday. Huh. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. check it out. Go there. It's it's amazing. Good. Not even charging you guys for that, buddy. Well, thank you. So generous. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we say cha-ching, $50, please. But, you know, I mean, I just want to help support those guys. I'm friends with them and I love their business and what they do. So Nice. Check it out. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it for today. Next week, Kit Missile, Jackie Kaiser. I think maybe a fireman's going to come on here and talk about what a pussy Dex is at the academy. Mm-hmm. Something yes. like that. Yes, but yes. you probably have that old man strength. You have, uh, you know, you have that at this point, right? I don't know how many how many weeks does that Vulcan fit? Ten weeks, and it's yeah. you just go through it once. Uh, well, I went through it once, and now I just started my second. So he failed kindergarten too. So he failed kindergarten. Yeah. So he's, he's back he's... enrolled again. He's making another <laughs> run at it. It's so, you know what's crazy. They send it's... a little bus to pick him up. <laughs> well, it's uh, well, I, I can't go into the actual fire academy until January 2021. Mm-hmm. So they're being very kind and they're sponsoring the show, so that way I can stay in. Throughout so he's year. basically got another second home, is what he's saying. Basically, he's, yeah. Let him stay. So thank you, Vulcan Fit, for taking our friend in. Yes. Thank you for taking him I am him Vulcan in. Fit on Instagram. Oh, I had a CrossFit place hit me up yesterday. Oh, nice. They want to uh, probably be a part of the show. Cool. Sweet. Well, you know I won't be there, but... I don't really do the CrossFit stuff. I'm old, bro. I, I mean, that's I what I do at the academy, I don't, CrossFit. I don't CrossFit in, man. That's not me. Yeah. It's not me. All right. Yeah. So next week we've got a full line of guests. So thank you for checking us out. Like we said, maybe Boris, maybe, Bo- you know what? Boris we'll br- the Russian. What we'll do is we'll bring Boris in. We'll hook up another mic. We'll literally sit him in the corner. And then when you point at him, yes, he can just tell a I joke love it. I love and then it. we'll just go back to normal. It. Yep. Exactly. All that's, right. That's, or, or let him chime in on, on a little, yeah. little, little segment when he has something to say, he can raise his hand. And then we'll we'll let him we'll let him chime in. It's gold. So maybe Boris. Yeah, you guys make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram at Edgy Buck. What's yours? Uh, at Dex underscore Toth on Instagram. Dex Toth on Facebook. At Dick Cock is sweaty. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Uh, Ricky Ko five hundred five on Instagram. Ricky Ko five hundred five. Yeah, and share, 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 guys. Go share our Buck and Dex Army uh, Facebook page, Instagram. Tell your friends that we're back if you haven't yet. Tag your friends in our posts. Check out our Patreon page. If you uh, sign up there, you'll be able to see exclusive content. Listen to exclusive content. And, uh, and Bigfoot thank- uh, Buck, we're going to post the Yeah, video. we're going to post a video of me chasing Ricky's dog, Ricky's got- wife's dog. First video is Carl Lewis. Um, out of the house. <laughs> Carl Lewis when he got his gold medal in the 86 Chasing Olympics. the dog, yes. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Tyler Johnston from Letterkenny for coming on today. That guy's amazing. If you guys haven't watched Letterkenny, make sure you do. It's on Hulu. All eight seasons are available right now. And if you're into it, Letterkenny Live is happening, so you can go out and Buy a ticket to the show. Nice. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having me, guys. Love see, it. See you next week. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. 
It's the end of the show. Have you been thinking of a career in the fire service? You can check out Vulcan Fitness. I've been a part of Vulcan Fitness now, going into my second Vulcan program. First one was eight weeks. Just launched into my second one. I'm looking to become a firefighter. And that's exactly what Vulcan Fitness is all about. It prepares you to be a firefighter and EMT. Fire service, it requires high levels for physical fitness, mental fortitude on a daily basis. And Vulcan Fitness has developed a program to prepare you mentally, nutritionally, and physically for what it takes to be successful. Their 10-week program covers an academic portion which contains exam prep, studying tactics, interview practice, and portfolio enrichment, and a fitness and nutrition portion which helps with physical deficiencies and nutrition education geared to help you to reach your goal. So you can check out the you can check them out right now on Instagram at hashtag I am Vulcan fit and their website at vulcanathlete.com. 